Welcome to Star Joe's Podcast, episode 159, The Force, Star Wars The Force Awakens movie review. I'm your host, Ryan. I'm John. And I'm Shannon. And welcome back, everyone. Finally, after much requests uh, from various people out there, we are going to do our Star Wars The Force Awakens movie review. Um, Robert, so far, has not been able to join us for this. Um, (laughs) Again. (laughs) The Force was not awake with him. No. In fact, it was putting him to sleep. So um, I do know that the only thing I've heard from Robert as far as what he thought of the Star Wars movies, he said it was awesome. So that's Robert's review. So, <laughs> so um, I know that we did get some uh, a couple voicemails about people's experience about Star Wars: The Force Awakens. I'm actually going to save that for a future episode um, where we can kind of respond because I wanted this episode to really be about our reaction and uh, our thoughts about it. Uh, I know I've had a lot of listeners reach out and. Wanted to know, like, when we're going to cover it. Did you guys do the episode yet? All that type of stuff. Um, a lot of messages on Facebook and emails and everything else. So it was very important that we got together at some point soon to, to do this episode. Um, and it actually works in our favor because there's been a lot of speculation now of things that happened in the movie. There's been a lot of confirmations of certain pieces of information, everything else. Um, there's been books that have come out now and everything that kind of talk more about certain characters. Um, so if we had done this movie review, like right after the movie, there's probably a lot of information that we wouldn't know that we now do know. Um, so I thought it'd be good for us to go around first and talk about our first impression of the movie, like what we thought about it overall. And then we can dig into some of the characters and some of the scenes and everything else. We're not going to go beat by beat when it comes to the movie. There's a lot of other reviews that have already done that. Um, so we're just going to talk about the highlights, the lowlights, things we like, things we didn't like, specifics about certain characters if, that we want to talk about, certain scenes that we want to talk about, what, wherever we go. It's going to be very free form. Um, I have a lot of notes. I don't know if you guys have notes, but we'll just kind of go from there. So I know a little bit of what John's thoughts were on the movie. I have no idea what Shannon's were. He saved his thoughts completely. For this episode, John, you pretty much saved most of your thoughts for this for the episode. So I don't really know either of your guys' thoughts, at least in I, I have detail. to say to Shannon's credit, he didn't even tell me he went to see the damn thing. <laughs> I found out through Grub, who saw him, I guess he sh- invited you to the Air Museum to see it or something. And I just happened, was like, oh, I heard you saw the movie. He's like, not going to talk about it. <laughs> okay, so I've been waiting with bated breath for a week and a half. All right. What does it matter what I thought about it? So I, I, I we were just we have been wondering. very curious. <laughs> so first, I think it's important is how did you like? Have you guys only seen it once? Um, I saw it twice. You saw it twice, okay? I saw it, twice. I saw it once, okay. And how did you guys see it? Like, did you see it in two D, three D, three D IMAX? I saw it uh, by mistake in three D. Okay. Uh, for those of you who don't know me, I have horrible vision. I, I mean, I am, I'm, I've got a lot of, I got a lot of vision issues. And so I, we had not even, we didn't even have tickets. Well, all of a sudden on a lark, I guess like the Tuesday, it came out on Friday on Tuesday night or Wednesday. Oh, let's see if we can see it Friday afternoon. Cause you know, we, we had that whole gag about you, right. Ryan, the fact that you 
went out of your way to get it early, and that was an age. I was like, oh, let's see if we can get tickets. Oh, we found tickets for three thirty on a Friday afternoon after everybody told me, oh, it's all sold out. So I, I go to I go to Fandango and I get the tickets, and we get there, and Heidi says, "You realize this is three D, right?" And I'm like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> well, thankfully it was it was a a, a, a theater, like a restaurant type theater where you get assigned seats, and they oh, bring nice. they bring venue. It, it it was really I mean for ten bucks, and we paid ten bucks for the tickets, so we were in the all the way in the rear at the back. Oh. On the all the way to the end, you know, off to the to the right or to the left. I'm sorry. And so I sat all the way at the back of the theater at the end, all the way at the top. <laughs> Perfect seating. And so, well, for me being able, it, so I have to say it was interesting. It's the first 3D thing I've seen in a while. I'm pulling things off. You could definitely see when it was focused on one main image and the rest of it being blurry. Yeah. Uh, but but you know, unfortunately, I, I say unfortunately because. I thought it was going to detract. It didn't necessarily like. I got through the previews. The previews, yeah. Anyway, so yes, we saw it in 3D, and I've seen it once. Okay. How about you, uh, Shannon? Shannon. Sorry, I was. <laughs> I was like going through like pencil lit things, like because I always sketch while gotcha. we're doing yeah. this. I didn't want to make noise while John was talking, but anyway. So I saw it twice in the same way. I went to the Air and Space Museum, which was a 70-millimeter print in IMAX. Um, But it wasn't 3D, which, kind of like John, it hurts my eyes. I can't, because I have glasses. Gotcha. And glasses on top of glasses never work. Yeah. Yes. Um, But I saw, like I said, I saw it in the 70-millimeter. And a friend of mine had been to the airspace IMAX theater before, and he said, make sure you go to the top of the theater seats. Okay. And when I got in there, it made sense because when you go to the top of the theater seats in the Air Space Museum, if you haven't been, take this note. Um, the top of the theater, the top row of seats is right in the middle of the screen. Oh. So you end up sitting right in the middle of the picture. Right. And because we got there fairly early, I mean, it was like one of the few times since I was in high school where I was at a movie theater like hours ahead of screening time. Right. So we were pretty early in the line, and we just shot straight up to the top of the the rows, and we got middle seats, top of the theater. Nice. So we were right in the middle of the thing. The other thing about the Airspace Museum was there were no previews, so I didn't have to sit through any of that. Nice. Oh, wow. Um, um, Yeah, because it's just it comes up and says IMAX, and then it goes straight into the Lucasfilm logo. Nice. Um. So uh, I don't think I don't know if I mentioned it. I'm pretty sure I'd mentioned on the show, but what I did was. The Greater Cleveland Film Commission got rights to show uh, The Force Awakens a day early at 7 o'clock, which was the earliest you could see it in Ohio, at least, um, see the movie. So I got tickets to that, which the tickets with that came with like a a commemorative T-shirt, commemorative ticket. So it was a big deal, and I was excited about it. Um, I got there like an hour early uh, because my boss let me leave work a little bit early so I could get there. And uh, I was about... 40, 50 people back in line, um, which I thought was a lot until I started realizing all the people that were coming in after me. Um, So I got to go into the theater. It was IMAX 3D, and uh, there was VIP tickets, which I did not pay for. Those were like $100 tickets, and that was to sit in the middle seats, kind of like what you're talking about, Shannon, like those middle center seats. that. um, But when you went down... There was ones that were not VIP that were right before, you know, a lot of theaters have the upper section and the lower section, and there's always that railing that separates the two. 
Well, the two rows behind the railing were not VIP tickets, uh, seats. So I actually got to sit right behind the railing, middle seat. I didn't have to crane my neck at all. I was in, it was like a perfect seat. Um, and then two rows behind me and to my left was Mayor Frank Jackson, who's the mayor of Cleveland. So it was kind of a big hubaloo that night and, uh, uh, got to watch it in IMAX 3D. And much like you, Shannon, I didn't have any previews because it was being presented by the film commission. Because the mayor was there. Right. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> going. So they were just like, we want to start it as soon as at seven o'clock on the dot. So that's what they did. And, uh, and there was a kid sitting to my right who kept jumping in and out of his seat. And, uh, even, uh, like minutes before the movie started and I texted my friends and I said, there's a kid jumping in and out of his seat, shaking the whole thing. I was like, this kid doesn't sit down when the movie starts. I'm going to throat punch him. So, <laughs> but the kid stopped and he sat down and as soon as the movie started, he was good through the whole movie. And, uh, so I had a very, very awesome experience for the first time. I did go see it again on new year's day. Um, I was sick from Christmas Eve evening up and through, um, almost New Year's Eve. Um, I finally was feeling better. So when New Year's Day came, unfortunately, my wife was sick also during that whole time. And she said to me, she's like, you've been taking good care of me, even though you've been sick. She goes, why don't you go see Star Wars again? Just to get out of the house for a little bit, you know, just kind of give yourself some fresh air. And I know you wanted to see it again anyway. So, um, so I went and saw it again in IMAX 3D. I do wear glasses, but only for reading and when I'm in front of the computer. So the 3D doesn't really bother me to watch. Um, in fact, I enjoy it when I, I can see a good movie in 3D. So so that's how I saw it. So now, overall impressions. Just broad level. You can talk about, you know, we'll get into the nitty gritty like scenes and everything else. But like just broad level from beginning to end or whatever. What, what did you guys think of the movie? And we'll start with John. So I have remained silent on (laughs) social media about this. Um, and, and I will say that Ryan and I had a rather, uh, what I'm glad I, I hope it deescalated because I, I thought it got a little testy when we first started. I, 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 I didn't mean I, it that way. <laughs> well, no, no. I, I, I again, it's all about con, you know, all about read, you know, yeah. my comprehension, or, or maybe I walked into it. Sure. Um, wow. I, I have to say, I'm very ambivalent about the whole thing. Yeah. Um, I liked it. I did not love it. Uh, I didn't think I needed to go see it again in the theater. Not so compelling that I had to run right back and get another ticket. If anything, and I told Ryan this, it made me more excited for the movies to come. Mm-hmm. But I, I just thought it was okay. It was. It, it. I think it set things up for the future. Which, let's face it, Disney's got a lot of money into this thing. Oh yeah, into this property, and I, I. It was funny. Over Christmas, I was in Louisville visiting my family, and I went out to dinner one night. I have some friends that I've known. The majority of my life. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, one of the guys I've known since grade school, he thought Phantomus was better, and I almost disowned him over <laughs> it because I think he's crazy. Yeah. And I've told him he's crazy. Yeah. But I, I, I think they gave us enough nods to the past mm-hmm. for the people of the 
of our age range that saw it in the, the you know maybe not saw Star Wars even saw Star Wars but Empire and, and, and Jedi saw the originals in the theaters. Yeah, it gave enough nods, but they wanted. Let's face it, we are not the target audience. At the end of the day, you're talking about Disney is going to make movies for the next 20 years, right? Yeah, and and, and I I look forward to being I around us for them. to be dead. Well, I look right. forward to being around for many of them, but they want to engage that crowd like my kids who who have seen who grew up and and Daniel who at one time loved the prequels looked at me over Christmas break and said, "Dad, I totally get now." Why they're not as great as I thought they were when I was little? Yeah, because Jacob always liked the originals better. But let's say, I mean, they loved it because yeah. you know, if you have, if you're, you know, most of us that are fans that have kids, the the guys that are into Star Joes and you know, on the boards and things, they've got their kids into it. But I know their friends whose parents weren't into it like me. Hmm. They're really excited about it. Yeah, and, and the so I give them a lot of credit. I thought it. I was engaged from the standpoint that I didn't feel like I was watching a video game. But but again, I didn't walk out like, oh my gosh, this is the greatest thing ever. But it gave me a lot of hope for what they will do to give compelling stories in the future. Right. And so, you know, um, well, and JP, well, JP told me he was going to disown me. <laughs> JP, I love you, man. But um, if, if, if it's because I didn't love it and think it was the greatest thing ever – Hey man, that's cool. I, I you know, and I and I jokingly said better, that but, I would just you too, but I didn't. Yeah, but didn't. but that's where I am. Like I, I again, I, I thought it was good. I, it was good, not great. I didn't. I certainly didn't hate it, but it didn't walk out going. I got to see this again tomorrow or the next day. I'll see it when it's on video. Yeah, or DVD or digital or whatever. But uh, but yeah, like I said, I when we talked about doing this episode, I said I don't think I've got two hours worth of stuff about it because I'm, I'm just kind of ambivalent which is disappointing but it didn't suck but well and here's the thing i'll I would say be too. more angry if it had sucked i i like the fact that you said it's it got it has you hopeful for what's to come next because there's people that have been shitting on it and and we'll you know obviously it's, you know we'll talk about my feelings where the movie and everything else but i've seen actual reviewers who are, in my opinion, just going for shock value, that have actually literally put articles out that said this was the worst movie ever made. Not worst Star Wars movie, worst that, movie ever made. That Well, the, those people shouldn't, well, mm-hmm. let's face it, the power of the internet, everybody's got a voice. It's just mm-hmm. like, you know, everybody, you know, opinions are like assholes, right? right. Or a podcast. Uh, everybody's got one. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah, and podcast. But, but, you know, listen, it... Was it the greatest thing ever? No. no. Was it good? Was it entertaining? Yes. Was it the best movie I saw in 2015? No, it wasn't. But I really liked it. Well, and that was so, that was the only thing when you made so statements. Wow, well, there I go. I'm laying that out there. I'm no. going to shock everybody with that. But, it, you know, anyway. <laughs> no, but I'm going to say the, the thing that I was like, okay, this is going to be really interesting was because you only basically told me you felt ambivalent towards it. So I didn't know what that really meant. So I am glad to hear the say hear you say that you did like it. It's just it didn't have all the feels that maybe some other people are having towards it, um, and that's fine. I mean, that y- if you like it, you like it. If you, if it didn't have those feelings for you, it didn't have them. That's perfectly fine. But the one, like I said, the ones that are shocking me are the people that are just like, "This is the worst movie ever." I'm like, seriously, you didn't walk out of the movie at least entertained, like at least that you walked out of it going, "Okay, it wasn't the greatest thing ever," but it was fun, you know, like 
which well, I think is kind of where you're coming from. Well, again, my, my lug nut buddy that thought that Phantom Menace was better, when he started telling me that the storytelling was better, I just about choked him over a beer <laughs> uh, because, I'm sorry, trade routes and federations yeah. and political stuff. Um, yeah, now I, and again, I, I, I don't I, – because I, I want to hear – Everybody else, I want. Yeah. Well, everybody else, all two of you, I want to hear your opinions. Sure, but but again, I, I guess maybe I'm the one that walks away going, eh, you know, compared to everybody else, which I'm fine with because I'm I'm a man, yeah. and as I, I've you've heard me rant on this show before, <laughs> I stand behind it. You're not a woman, I, you know. You're not a woman. No, I I, I am I am man enough wears, to stand up. He wears say, brute. What I think right. He, he wears brute and he smokes Marlboros. <laughs> Used to <laughs> camel and filtered even. Oh, all right. All right. Well, I I was not silent on Facebook, so I will uh, pass it along to Shannon, who I'm sure. No, no, no. I want to hear yours. Do you want to hear mine? Your Facebook, yeah. All right, go for it. So, um, to put it bluntly, <laughs> pretty much. I loved it. Okay. Pretty much came in my pants when it happened. So. <laughs> oh. no. <Hey>, TMI. <laughs> no, um, I absolutely loved the movie. Um, I enjoyed it. I did go into it with a critical eye. Do I think, just like you were saying, John, do I think it's a perfect movie? No. Do I like it better than the original trilogy? No. Um, but I sure as hell like it a lot better than the prequels. Um, it is right up there with the original trilogy for me as far as those movies. I think it, it deserves to be, it's definitely a Star Wars movie um, in a big way. Um, you know, and we'll talk about like some, you know, complaints as far as people have as far as like, oh, you just rehash stuff. And it's like, yeah, a lot of that was intentional though. Like you have to realize, and J.J. Abrams actually just recently came out and said all of that was intentional wanted to bring Star Wars back and you're bringing it back for a new audience to your point, John. Um, I have nephews uh, who, when they were little, loved the prequels and they liked them more than the original trilogy. And now that they're older, they've done the exact same thing that your kids did, which is come back and say, yeah, the original trilogy is a lot better. So um, I don't hate the prequels. I enjoy them for what they are. I think there's a lot of story elements and acting elements and everything else that I think um, fall as subpar, but there's still things I love about the prequels. Um, when it comes to this movie, I thought the writing was excellent. I thought the acting was brilliant. Um, I love the new characters. I love what they did with the old characters. Um, and we'll get into some of that, but like the old characters didn't feel like the returning characters didn't feel like they were just playing the same character older. They were playing older versions of that character. Like there was a history behind these characters returning that we haven't seen, but you could tell they've lived those years. So they did a good job, in my opinion, of making sure that these characters had some type of backstory to lead to where they are emotionally and mentally and physically and all that type of stuff. Um, <clears throat> love the return of, of the, the entire cast. Love the new characters. I said it on Facebook. Um, Ray is in my top five favorite Star Wars characters, at least for right now. Who knows what will happen with the upcoming movies? You know, that might change. But I, I, when she came on screen, I thought was the best moments in the movie. I thought she was absolutely brilliant. And for an actress that has never done anything before, that just blew me away. Um, the farther I've been from the movie, usually after I've, you know, right after I see a movie, I'm usually like, oh, it was amazing. I enjoyed it. It was great. And then usually when I distance myself from it, I start thinking about it and go, okay, it was open. like my opinion will change. And it's usually for the negative. The farther I got away from this movie, 
the more I loved it. And the more I thought about what happened in the movie, the more I enjoyed it. And the more I wanted to learn about what all happened in that movie. And, and I was someone that was like, as days went on, I was like, I need to see that again. I want to see that again. Um, and then when I saw it the second time, I noticed more things that I didn't notice the first time. And it made me enjoy it even more. So, yeah, it was everything I was hoping it was going to be. Um, it may, it does make me hopeful for the new the future movies and talking about the whole rehash of things. I do hope that they don't look to do that again in the future movies. But I do think it was absolutely a smart move to do for this one. So, yeah, I absolutely loved it. I thought it was fantastic. When it comes out, I'm not one to normally go see a movie more than once in the movie theater anyways. So I had a feeling I'd see this one more than once, but um, when it comes out on Blu-ray or digital or whatever, I will watch this one multiple times, just like I watched the original trilogy multiple times, and I think I'll get more and more out of it every single time. Uh, I do have things I didn't like about the movie, and we'll talk about those when we get into the details and everything, um, but overall, I was absolutely ecstatic when I walked out of that movie theater. Okay, my Shannon. <laughs> oh, it's my turn. It's your yeah, turn. Nobody that. else here. <laughs> soccer boy's out playing soccer, so come on. Right. No, watch. He'll show up just in time. Um, I, you know what? It's one of those things I kind of – I'm kind of in John's team on this one. Okay. I When I saw it the first time, and granted the second time I saw it was actually kind of like a commitment I had already made to somebody to go see it with them. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I enjoyed – the visuals of it. Like it, it was exciting to watch the millennium Falcon moving around. I enjoyed the lightsaber scenes. I enjoyed, uh, seeing the guys that I grew up worshiping on screen again, mm-hmm. playing the characters that I know them for. But uh, like John said, I'm just kind of like, you know, it was fine. I enjoyed it, but it didn't hit me the way other films have. Um, or the, or the previous films. Though I will say this, and, and John's kind of hit on it, is I want to see the next ones. When I saw Phantom Menace, I didn't want to go anywhere near Star Wars for about 15 years. <laughs> um, I'd still never seen the second one. Okay. When I oh, say you're that, lucky. I'm talking about the prequels. I'm talking about the prequels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're lucky. Uh, use, using the numbering system from the prequels. I, didn't, I haven't seen two, and I've only seen bits and pieces of three. Um, which confirmed my hatred for it with the final scene with Vader. Yeah. Uh, I just, oh. I will say three is really good up until that moment for me. Yeah. <laughs> the last half hour of three is, is, is good. Yeah. I, and, and I was having this conversation with, with Mel where the thing I enjoyed about this film is it didn't feel, maybe it's the effects quality is, has risen. The thing I didn't like about the prequels is it felt like everything was on a green screen. Yeah. It was. It was a video game. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was so, a sales pitch for new technology. And when you see yeah. the behind-the-scenes stuff, that is what you see. So Yeah, everybody's on a green screen. Yep. So this one didn't feel like that. But I have noticed something. Are people only in danger when they're on catwalks? <laughs> it's, it seems like everything in a Star Wars film bad happens on a catwalk. So if, if I were a Jedi, I would just never go out onto a thin metal walkway. <laughs> just ever. Just never do that. Um. But I, like I said, I enjoyed the scenes with the Millennium Falcon because when I was a kid, I was like, ah. And I, I can, I'm horrible with names, but the, the Finn, 
Yeah. When he's when he's in the seat, that was great. Yeah. You know, because that's how I would have been. Yep. Um, and I enjoyed the lightsaber shots, but I had a lot of issues with a lot of things in the film. And, and while I was watching, I kept asking, well, why is that? Why are they doing this? Why? That doesn't make any sense. And even when I was watching it the first time, I was already asking questions. And if something wasn't visually happening on screen, like it's something exciting, I found myself asking too many questions. And that was the thing that kind of detracted for me. But again, if if I had to place it in, in the order of the films, it would probably be my third favorite. Okay. Because I was never a big Return of the Jedi fan. Okay. It was it was never a big one on my list, mainly because of the Ewoks. <laughs> um, not because the Ewoks were bad per se, but yeah. I just felt they were too obviously in a costume. Gotcha. Um, and I thought the story was kind of and and it kind of goes into this where I'm jumping ahead of what we're what sure. the conversation. We'll no, be. you're fine. It's and they even joked at it in the film of it's the Death Star again. Yeah. You know. So. So, yeah, those those are kind of some of the things that that I just I've started asking questions, and I thought, well, that's not good if I'm already asking questions. Uh, but in its defense, mm-hmm. no film is going to get more critical analysis than oh. this one. Oh yeah, absolutely, totally absolutely. I mean, well, so, it, so it, it's already up against a wall. So considering what they were up against, I think they actually pulled off a, a and, and that, that's I, yeah. I mean, that's kind of where I was with it. I I, I certainly wasn't asking questions because I knew it wasn't going to be. Star Wars from 30 years ago. Sure. Yeah. And I it, and I had hope it was not going to be Star Wars from 15 years ago. But um but yeah, I mean, you know, like I said, I I think for me that 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 was the one big rub for me was a third death star. At the end of the day, it was a death star. Right. It yeah. was like no matter how powerful it was and it no. killed multiple <clears throat> planets. That was kind of but I was like Come on, they're going to go down the shaft and blow it up again. That was the one thing, and I will say this, mm-hmm. and I know we're going to be talking about a lot of it. Sure. Had they made her the sister, I would have gotten up and walked out. Oh yeah. Because I kept waiting. I was like, if that guy says, "Oh, you're my sister," I was done. Because <laughs> I just, I mean, I, I want, and, and look, JJ, JJ, I think JJ did a, a very good job. He had a he had a hell of a a, a, a job in front of him. I think I am very interested in the next one. Because that Ryan or Rian or how you pronounce yeah. his name Johnson, I love Looper. I think Looper's a tremendous movie, yeah. and I'm very curious to see because I think he could make a Jedi or a Empire type film and, and something really interesting. Well, and he's definitely uh, known I mean, for um, his character developments. Yes, so. it, it, but but like I said, I, I just it was the only thing that bothered me. It wasn't so much asking questions. But I felt like I was being led down this path to where, when they started trying to figure out her background and her backstory, I kept I I, I said to myself, I said, if they say sister, I'm done. Right. I mean, that would have been just too on the nose, and I'm glad they didn't. I'm yeah. glad that was not the case. I, I thought this was the best acting that Harrison Ford has done in 15 years. Yeah. Um, I thought he was great. I, I mm-hmm. think to your point, yeah, you you felt like the, these characters had. History that we don't know about, yeah. um, which was which was exciting. Uh, I, I, wow, I really feel like uh, I, man. I, I don't know if we used to be calling this the show of ambivalence or what, but uh, no, because I'll I'll make up for all of it because you both are out of your goddamn minds. But it's okay. No, I, well, well, <laughs> no I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, again, it's all perspective. It like is. I said, it, it, it wasn't. It, it, I will. You know, I've told people because people have asked me. 
what I, you know, and I think I texted you, I texted yeah. Shannon, and he said, don't text me anymore. My initial text to multiple people was, it was a Star Wars movie. It's not perfect, but it's good. Yeah. And again, you couldn't, I wouldn't want to compare. I know people are like, oh, you can't have fun. I'm not trying to compare it to the other ones because I had history to go in. I didn't throw out, you know, I didn't count the EU stuff, right? Yeah. If I and I used to, I read all those books in the nineties. Yeah. And I, I love X. I love Rogue Squadron. I love those yep. Tales of the Bounty Hunters and all that kind of stuff. I didn't walk in with any of that. I said, okay, this is blank well, slate to some extent. And I think it's actually a, so it was a challenge. Yeah, I actually think it's a, a shame, unfortunately, that Robert couldn't be here because I think it would have been more interesting. Because I, I know that, like I said, I know that he said, it, oh, we're not so, interesting enough. All right. No, no, no. Because I think it would have been interesting in the fact that he's all I know is that he said it was awesome. So I think it would have been interesting to have two people that were ambivalent towards it and two people that were like very hyped up and excited about it. I think that so this way it would have been a little bit more balanced. Just to come talk, to the dark side, we have cookies. Okay. <laughs> just, just to John's point of it being like, you know, it's a show of ambivalence. But I mean, I don't, and maybe it's a, a different. Um, meaning that you had Shannon, but you said you had a lot of questions when you're watching it. I had a lot of questions too, but I had a lot of questions that got me excited because let's face it, when Star Wars happened and when Empire happened, after those movies, when I saw them for the first time, I had a lot of questions there too about what happens next, what, how does this going to happen, who's this tied to, what's going on, and those are the type of questions I had with this movie. I don't know if that's what you meant by you had questions. No. Um, okay, I didn't think so, <laughs> but... That's fine. I just I, I hate to say that, but no, no, and I didn't think that to me there were there were logic questions Got that are just kind of like and and the thing is is I almost here's what's interesting is right before I saw it in the theater uh, and I hadn't seen it before this was the Star Trek Into the Darkness yeah sequel or whatever with the the con film yeah and so I was watching that and it was funny because when I was sitting there watching Star Wars I was like yeah yeah I can tell this is an Abrams film because it's hitting the same kind of like oh we want people to remember this and oh we want to like send that out for the fans and we want to make Star Trek you know it was it was like he was using the same formula of pleasing an audience right that pre-existed <clears throat> with the same kind of tricks and that was the problem that I had with Star Trek Into the Darkness. I was kind of like, well, that doesn't make any sense. Why would you do that? Or why, why is, you know, that goes against the continuity of the characters. Or And it was yeah. those kinds of things that kept popping up into my head that were annoying me. And then he'd go into a scene where the Millennium Falcon's flying around like a fucking badass. And I was like, yeah, I'm all up into this. <laughs> you know, more of this. Right. So it was, it, I felt like two hours of just lightsaber battles and millennium falcon shots and i was happy right and then it was all the little bits where he was trying to tell me a story where things started to fall apart and i will say and i have like counterpoints to a lot of the criticisms that are out there um and and it's not and in my opinion and maybe you'll think differently and in my opinion it's not um like trying to defend the movie by these counterpoints these are like when i read some of the because when i read some of the criticism and i thought about these counterpoints or read some other people's counterpoints i was like yeah that does make sense when i think about it so to like john's point about okay it's another death star i actually read somebody's article that talked about how it rehashed another death star and i'm like okay well we did rehash another death star and return of the jedi but also when you think about it this is a military group did we stop making bombs and planes and bullets and guns and everything else from world war ii to world war ii uh three or world war one to two 
to, uh, yeah, three, Vietnam to Korea. Like, we, we always improve upon our military with a weapon that we feel is effective. Well, they felt the Death Star was effective, so let's make a bigger one that's better protected, which this one was better protected. Um, no, it wasn't. They blew it up in 15 minutes. <laughs> it that was, was, that was, that's my issue. Shoot, that was like that was my only beef with that piece of it was that it just well, okay keep going I'm sorry well, I didn't no and that's like fine that. I I think it the, I think it was better protected the fact that when they were when the rebels or whatever they're calling them now the re, the, the, the resistance the, the resistance was sitting there and they're like oh you okay. know hey we gotta we gotta figure out a way to get there and we'll send the good you know it, but it's a two like that was that it's a quibble kind of thing because I mean again. If I sit back and I look at it and I say, you know, to your point earlier, you know, the new characters were interesting and and and, and engaging, and I thought the, the 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 acting was was of high quality. The you know there was a lot of humor, mm-hmm. which yeah. I, I almost almost got to the point of slapstick at certain points for me, which I struggled with. Yeah, you know, so like when when Kylo goes in and he starts, you know. Uh, when when Kylo goes in and, and he's tearing up that room and the stormtroopers come around the yeah. corner and walk back, it was like that's almost a little too comical. Yeah. Comic, yeah. I was like, oh, see, I like that part of it, so I was I, fine with well, that. I was just, it was almost like you know, again, or the fact that you know Han Solo picks up Chewie's bowcaster and he's like he's never shot it in the yeah, thirty five fifty years they've been together. Yeah. But it was cool. see to me that's so, overthinking it though, in my opinion. No, well, no, no, no. I, I, I you could I do the same thing with the original trilogy. To be perfectly honest, you absolutely can. And but I wouldn't over. <laughs> I, I can't. I, I I didn't overthink those. It would be interesting to see these movies as a ten year old, twelve year old, thirteen year old said this. And and Shannon, I'll tell you this story because I mentioned it to Ryan, and, and I, I don't know. He probably thought I was crazy. The last movie I walked out of where I was like, holy crap, like I was flush and excited and whatever as a, as a, like thinking of it as a kid was Pacific Rim. That's me. Like I walked out of that movie. I friggin' loved that movie. Like, and it just, it maybe I had the boys with me and they liked it. It just hit me and I, and this didn't. And I was, I was, well, I was, and I will say even with that movie and I'm not, I'm, I love that there's movie issues too. With, I would say there's issues with that one too, issues, but, um, but, but so, again, again though, the expectations on this are so much higher. Sure. Absolutely. Before we continue, before we continue, Robert has contacted me and said he's ready to be added. Nope. Get oh, him in here. So. I want to hear what this effort has to say. <laughs> Robert, you there? Yeah. All right. You got hey, a lot of nerve to show your face around here. <laughs> All right, how's it going, guys? Uh, we are in the middle of the Star Wars episode. We've cool. only started talking about broad surface level, like if we liked it or not. Um, I will tell you that. No, no, just get his feedback. No, no, send it feedback. Well, he needs to know where you guys are at. No, I don't give a shit. <laughs> okay. okay, Robert, tell us what you thought, how you saw it, initial reaction, and what you thought initial reaction wise. Uh, what do you mean? How I saw it? Like where? Yeah, where, like where you saw it? Did you see it in two D, three D, all that? Um, yeah. I, okay. So I saw it three D. Um, and typically I avoid three D, but that's just when uh, other people I knew were going, and so I went ahead and just <clears throat> got those tickets. And I was never taken out of it. We can talk about that more later. But uh, so I thought the three D was all right. I went Thursday night. Uh, I think it was like an eight o'clock show. The place was obviously just absolutely packed, and um, 
I went with my son, who's uh-huh. nine year old. Um, but definitely, who you watch it with, you know, has a big influence on how you receive the movie. I think that is no matter what movie it is. Um, so I was pretty excited about it myself, but obviously having him with me and seeing his reaction was kind of part of it. So uh, I I haven't had a chance to go back and watch it a second time, which I really want to do. So I'll probably try and do that this week sometime. Uh, my initial reaction was that I thought it was fantastic. I really liked it. Um, you know, I don't think it's a perfect movie, and I don't think anybody's claiming that it is necessarily. Uh, but I thoroughly enjoyed it. And I was definitely like uh, taken in. I, hey, all the criticisms that are out there about the movie, you know, the predominant ones, uh, I can see their point. But I don't think any of those things ever took me out of the atmosphere of enjoying the movie. So I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Okay. Well, <clears throat> how you felt is pretty much how I felt. Um, yeah. <laughs> John and Shannon are were more ambivalent towards the movie, where yeah. they liked it, but they have their issues with it. Right. Um, that's a fair enough assessment, right? I think it is. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I don't want to, I don't want to speak for you guys, but <laughs> no, I, Robert, I'll tell you what, what I said earlier was I, I, I liked it, but I didn't love it. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of walked out. I told, I, I told, I had multiple conversations with Ryan before the show ever started. And I kind of said, I don't think I'm going to be able to talk about it for much more than an hour because I just didn't care enough. Like, I just, it's okay. <laughs> but it was, like, I can't, wasn't overthrilled, but I didn't hate it. You know, I, right. I it just kind of, eh, it was a movie. And it, it did give me hope and interest in the future installments, but it, a new hope? I think it did, did it give its you a job. new hope. <laughs> oh, I beat you to it. <laughs> newer, it's a newer hope, I guess. Newish. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and Shannon was pretty much kind of the same way as John. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, no surprise, Robert. I, cause I mentioned, I posted it on Facebook. I loved it. I thought it was fantastic. I was much like you where I was so engrossed in what was going on that, yeah, there's not, there's flaws in it and there's things I wish they would have been done better. But overall I was, I thought it was absolutely fantastic. I absolutely loved it. I will watch it hundreds of times because I, I think because I enjoyed it that much. I have seen it a second time. I liked it even more the second time because I was able to pay attention to more things um, that because I knew what was coming. So I was like, okay, I can pay attention to this because I already know that's coming. Um, So, yeah, I've I've heard that from a lot of people that who've seen it a multiple viewing. Yeah. It gets better every time they see it. But those are from people who liked it the first time also. Right. So, um, So I wanted to go into some of the characters um, and we could talk about anything we liked or didn't like when it came to the characters in the movie, um, uh. as well as any speculations <laughs> or anything like that. Grumble, grumble. <laughs> <laughs> and if Shannon and John don't want to say a damn thing, they don't have to. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so the, the first thing I want to talk about is, in my opinion, the main f- character that was focused, the focus of the entire movie. In my opinion, it was uh, Daisy Ridley's character, which is Ray. Right. Um, I think she was the the center stage character. I mentioned it earlier in the episode. I liked her so much as a character that I consider her in my top five of all Star Wars characters, at least for right wow. now. Yeah. Um, it might change. I w- that might change with the upcoming movies. You know, that my opinion could change, but what, because of this movie, 
and how well I thought she was done and how well she acted in her, her character development. Absolutely love her as a character. I think Disney did a, it was a brilliant move on their part to make her, well, and I know JJ was in it, but, sure. but let's face it, Disney, Disney's behind this whole thing. It was brilliant to put her in and, and let's face it, she will be the next, for lack of a better word, princess, even though she's not. Oh, sure. Or act like one, but the long term and to engage the audience that they're going for. It was really, really smart. And she did a really good, she did a fine job. Yeah. But I thought it was really smart to put her in that and make her the, star of the show yeah so though have you seen all the the new and this is a little peripheral but have you seen all the like the merchandising though like you hardly see her yeah like it which is a strange considering they push so hard for her to be uh, the main one of the main protagonists in the movie but then there's well but you know you got to get the you got to get that young it's like we were talking about earlier robert i mean let's face it at the end of the day they're not making these movies for us they're making it for a, a new generation of audience you got to get them in the door first to be able to see it and get the girls in, you know, the young, younger yeah. girls who then will say, I want a Ray figure. I want a Ray lunchbox. I want a Ray yeah. well, bottle of shampoo or a bottle but, of water because they're going to have all of it, I'm sure. Yeah. Before but it's that, all that hasn't, I think the point is, is that's not available right now. Isn't yeah. It? But, right. yeah. But I think it's they like, I mean, it's, sure it's that little, they could engage them before. Yeah. It's little things, but like uh, this new Star Wars Monopoly set has. Yeah. All no the characters Ray. but yeah. Ray. And then, like, there's a box set of, I think, uh, six or seven uh, larger size figures. I don't know if they're 12-inch figures, but, you know, yeah, eight to ten, yeah. 12-inch figures, and, and she's yeah. not in that either. And it's, like, all the major characters except her, and it's a weird omission. Yeah. Do you think – but do you think part of that is because they Disney, being the corporation that it is, looking at the sales the way they do, is looking at the audience that has traditionally bought all of the Star Wars memorabilia. Yeah, that's good. And they're looking at it and saying, oh, it's all guys. So we want to comp- we want to please them. <laughs> And then if they have enough of an uproar, they'll release some of this, you know. Yeah. I, think they're, I, would, like girls. I would say possibly, but there's already such a lack of female characters anyway. It's not like, uh, you know, I, I, well. I'm boys, not defending it. I'm just know, asking you, if yeah, you yeah, think yeah. that's no, the logic think, of it. I think boys who are buying the toys or wanting the toys that are ages 6 to 12 aren't going to want a girl figure, typically. But anybody else who's buying the toys, which I don't know that that's – they are the largest demographic. Maybe they are. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. But just uh, – well, That's why I'm saying they're looking at the traditional no, I, I, sales. I, I definitely yeah, – I don't, I don't think it's it, – I think it's the adult market. Yeah. Because let's face it. When you go into a store, what did I say last year? The Zulo or Zolo or whatever the – some character apparently is not even in the movie now. I said he was going to be the peg warmer of 2015. Oh, Zuvio. Cause, <laughs> yeah, because everybody wanted – Phasma and Kylo Ren, based on the yeah. design and the costumes. Yeah. So I, I don't think it. Though, kid, I mean, kids see it. We like Darth Vader because he's big and scary and whatever. Yeah. And maybe some, some to some extent, but you, you can't tell me it wasn't adults buying, you know, buying that stuff up. At least the first. Yeah, I was. Know, Force, Force Friday. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I get it. But that, that's I why I'm it. wondering if it, if that was the I logic. Think, on I, it. I, I think you got a great point there. Yeah, I also wonder, and this is a small percentage because we, to Robert's point, we if this was totally true, we would have seen a lot of stuff coming out now. But I wonder if we weren't seeing a lot of Ray things because it could have given away things that were going to happen in the movie, such as her having a lightsaber, her being force sensitive, yeah. things like that. No, that's true. But that's true. You think, but you would think now we would be seeing it, and we're not yeah. seeing it. So. 
do you think it was kind of like a modern version of the empty box though? Yeah. Who knows? You know, it was like they weren't expecting her to, to yeah. really have that appeal. Could be. Could be. You take a heck of a gamble to not have her have appeal and make her. No, I agree with that. Yeah. So, but here's 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 the other issue that's come up, on yeah. here, and I'm just I'm curious about people's opinion on this because yeah. I have my own. Yeah. Is the whole Mary Sue whatever that thing is? Uh, yeah. What Mary Nobody. Sue? I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, well, well a, um, a Mary Sue is a trope that is basically uh, a character that's inserted into a story that is kind of good at everything without much explanation as to how or why they just, Oh, okay. That was actually going to be my one thing I wanted to bring up too, was we've seen that as an argument against this character. And yeah, I was kind of curious what your guys thoughts were on it too. So, um, cause I have my opinions on it, but, and my thoughts behind I, it. I, I think you, I think it was pretty apparent pretty quickly that she had force abilities. Um, my biggest complaint in a, and I wouldn't call it a Mary Sue, but it, it, I thought the last lightsaber battle was a bit ridiculous that Kylo Ren, who, by the way, probably the coolest thing I've ever seen when it comes to force powers is to stop that laser bolt. Yeah, that, yeah. Awesome. that was flipping that was amazing. Like I was sitting there going, and in 3d, that was kind of cool. Like yeah. as they kind of rotate around, really cool. I thought, man, that is whoever thought to do that. That's really cool. That he could have those kind of powers, and yeah, I know he was shot and he was injured or whatever. Sure. But that she just kind of, you know, their their lightsaber battle was that she held her own as well as she did for him to have been as powerful as they portrayed him. And I get he's volatile and you know, interesting in that respect. Emo. But uh, that was my my only beef with her was that <laughs> well, you know, she, what's that? Emo. <laughs> said emo. Emo. Oh, okay. Well, and here's the thing too, and they totally set it up, of course, through the whole movie. Is that that bowcaster is super powerful? Yes, yeah, was was blasting good. people all over the place. So the fact well, that, that he took a shot and was still walking. Well, and, and so and I know well, here, here was my, but, but, so let me ask you about that. So when he's in, okay, so in that in that lightsaber battle that they're having at the end, yeah, and he's hitting himself. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't watch the show Girls, uh, but I understand that Adam Driver, Kylo Ren, I understand that he he does that like as an acting technique he will hit himself in the chest or you know whatever was he doing that to keep himself angry like hulk strength That's force angry yeah or that was, was he pissed he wasn't fighting well like it was so i mean or was he like okay i'm gonna hit myself and i won't think about how bad the bowcaster hurt me it was a weird like they say that was an acting choice for him I mean, some of the Podcasts that have really broken this thing down that I've listened to. I think it was to show him, but uh, being kind of like animalistic and and like yes, keeping his anger up, but also keeping himself, you know, damn this hurts and you know, but I'm I'm going to use it and everything else. That's how I took it. Was you know he's he's keeping himself angry, he's keeping himself enraged, and he's also keeping himself going by doing that. So that's how I took it when I saw it. Yeah. <clears throat> But as far as the the lightsaber battle, and I guess there's more things that are described in the book um, from stuff I read, like the actual novelization, which yes. there always is, um, that she was actually having like the dark side kind of creeping in to her when when uh, she was in that lightsaber battle. I didn't really have a problem with the lightsaber battle. In fact, I thought it was freaking awesome. Um, I liked the fact that she was able to call the, the lightsaber to her, um, even though Kylo was trying to call it. It just shows how powerful she is without her knowing it. 
Um, as far as the whole Mary Sue thing, um, one of a couple of things that I heard and thought about and everything else, which I think makes a lot of sense. Um, one, obviously her mechanical ability, you know, she grows up on a planet where she needs to become mechanical, uh, or learn how to work devices and everything. So that stuff didn't bother me, um, at all. Like I didn't even think about that until someone brought it up. Um, but her being able to tap into the force and everything else is, I read this in a review and it, it totally made sense when I read it. They were like, if you look at the old movies, the original trilogy, and they, you know, Obi-Wan was like teaching Luke how to use the lightsaber. It wasn't like he was teaching him, okay, here's how you parry and here's how you thrust. He literally put a blast shield on his head and said, use the force. And right. he's never used a lightsaber before, but somehow he's able to tap into the force and use a lightsaber. Use the force in blowing up the Death Star. Yoda's like, use the force to lift those rocks. It's all like, it's not something that they actually teach. It's just, you can, you can tap into the force. And I think she got more in tune with that when Kylo tried to pull the memories out of her. And she was able to, because she's attuned to the force, was able to push back. I think that's when she started being able to realize the power that she had. And when Han's telling her all the stories are true about the Jedi, I'm sure she, I mean, again, this is speculation and I'm sure it's just me filling in the gaps in my own head, but I'm sure she heard at one time that people in tune with the, or Jedis could manipulate people. So, Hey, let's give it a try. And obviously it didn't work the first couple of times. She tried to tell the stormtrooper, Hey, release me and drop your gun and all that type yeah. of stuff. I think she, it did show impression, right? It's not like she was the awesome the first time she tried everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, you know, it was obviously sped up. So if you compare, say, her progression, uh, even with um, somebody training her, like Ben Kenobi, which, or Owen Kenobi, which, yeah, not that they had a ton of time together um, to, to work on stuff, but, uh, you know, you look at it. By the end of this movie, I would say that she's as capable as Luke uh, at the beginning of, like, Empire Strikes Back or before yeah. he strictly trains with you. And so it's like, if you look at uh, his progression compared to hers, like, and she seemed to progress very quickly being able to do these things. Um, like, we didn't see uh, Luke do any kind of mind manipulation powers until the third movie, right? So it's, she obviously, her progression was sped up, I think, intentionally, just to move it through. Um, and, and I don't think they took the time to show that she failed at it a few times. Um, and I think there's upward speculation too that just even the title, The Force Awakens, you know, hopefully we'll get some answers to this in the, in the next movie, but just it's impossible that because there was balance brought to the Force, that in general it's, it's stronger, there's more available for people who are willing to yeah. tap into both the light and dark side, which Luke the expanded universe had done and Anakin had done, you know, before he had died. So, um, you know, being able to stop a blaster bolt, being able to just reach into somebody's mind and pull out the information you want, as opposed to coaxing their mind. Right. All I'm saying are much more powerful than anything we've seen. So is this the force of women? Does that mean that the force is more potent? If that's the case, if you have somebody who's 
either related to the Skywalkers or the Kenobis or whoever Ray is related to, obviously he's going to have the Force and that coupled with the more potent Force to tap into is potentially why she's grown so fast. Yeah. Well, and Kylo even, and I'm sure obviously this was done intentionally in the movie, but Kylo even says the the more she's free, the more powerful she's going to become. Right. So obviously they did that. They have that line in there intentionally to help move the story along, showing that she is going to get more powerful as she goes. And, but that brings up some of the speculation too. And I'm kind of curious what you guys think as far as, or if you even care, I don't know, but who is Ray? Like, do you guys have any thoughts on who she is? Like, cause she's, is there's a lot of things out there and it could even, mm-hmm. I've even heard things like she's a brand new character. She's not tied into anybody, but you know, what if, you know, do you guys have any thoughts I, on that? I, I think the one thing I need to go back and see again, <laughs> which I'm not going to theater to do, but when it comes out, I'll, I'll watch it. <laughs> that, that when she, when she grabs that lightsaber and has that whole crazy dream sequence, the vision. Yeah. I, I being in a 3d theater where I can't see worth a lick anyway, like, and, and then hearing later, oh, it's got, you know, you and McGregor and mm-hmm. Frank Oz and voices in it. I couldn't figure out what the hell was going on. So maybe, you know, maybe that will help. I, I don't know. I mean, I, again, I thought, I, I think it's a very wise move on Disney's part to, to make her the lead. She was a very young lady, did a great job, uh, very engaging and, and, and compelling. Is she real? You know, is she Luke's kid? I, I did the guy, one of the guys I work with had said, Oh, I hope it turns out it's Mara Jade is the mother. You know, I, <laughs> That's I think never it's never going to happen. Well, you know, again, yeah, you're going to get, you know, bits and pieces of, you know, whatever. But, uh, but no, I, I, is she compelling enough that I'll go back and see it again? Yeah. Cause I want to see what the hell Luke's got to say when, when she, when he takes the lightsaber from her at some point. But, yeah. uh, but do I, you know, is she, is he her daughter? You know, did somebody, you know, somebody obviously left her and she knew that right. green and water and all that kind of stuff. I, I don't know. I, I don't. This is the stuff that drives me nuts, though, because as a fan of, of the stuff and, and as a comic guy and all that, I when I go into a film, I don't try to, like, guess ahead. What mm-hmm. I'm dealing with is what they're telling me. And the, the fact of the matter is, is I don't. Like, everyone keeps having all these speculations about who she is, blah, 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 blah. I don't care. What I want to know is what they're going to tell me, and what they're telling me doesn't make any sense. And and that's where I'm, I keep having this disconnect of things. Like, there's so many, like, disconnects of what what they're telling me in the film and why one character is supposed to be this, and then they act this other way. That That's where I have problems. So... I'm just going to wait and find out who Ray is when they tell me who Ray is. <laughs> the other problem that I have is is everybody keeps quoting the book. Either tell me what it is in the film or don't tell me what it is in the film. But don't start telling me i got to go read your fucking book. Right? <laughs> Here's the thing with that, though, is... Okay? that No, that's bullshit. If it's going to be whatever your argument is, it's bullshit. Because if it's supposed to be what I'm supposed to know, it's supposed to be in the fucking film. I it's it's that oh, snap slap <laughs> no, I'm slap serious. The but, but that, that's the whole this thing. Wow, I'm just saying well, that's, that's the logic of it. That would be like me going. Let me talk. No, you've been talking all fucking night. <laughs> <laughs> I've let you battle for the last fucking forty-five minutes. I'm. Kidding. 
I'm kidding, Sam. I love it. I love it. I'm having a cream party over this movie. It's the best thing I've ever seen. Whatever. <laughs> Bat snap. The, the original trilogy had more details in the books also. I agree with you. They should show stuff in there. I only bring up the book stuff because that stuff's out there. So that's why I'm bringing it up. And it's considered canon. Right. You don't have to fucking like it. That's oh, fine. Oh, God. <laughs> but it's still out there. Oh, well, okay, yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah, so complete, everything I that was in Cyborg is canon. So I'm going to go back and rewatch yeah. the damn Six Million Dollar Man show yeah, and read yeah, Cyborg yeah, because it's questions. fucking canon. Larry, Larry, Larry. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying. It doesn't make no, any I, sense. I, I, yeah, no, I, I get your point. It should be in the movie. And there was a lot of questions left wide open. I mean, huge. And it's because they know there's a trilogy, and it's kind of a different method of right. storytelling than when A New Hope was made. And I mean, that was one-off, and we'll see what happens. So, you know, it's just a whole different style of movie-making now that they they make it for the trilogy, ongoing movie, series, franchise, whatever. Um you know, I, I guess there was certain closure in some areas and then just left maybe too open in others. But uh. I, And I like the fact that I had some questions that were answered and other ones that I don't know. And I might not even know them in the next movie. I'm okay with that. I didn't know all the answers to everything in the original trilogy either. Um, but like I said, I mean, this show of all of any other show out there that's doing a review on this movie, this show does delve into expanded universe stuff. So we do bring up shit that we see in the books or in the comics or whatever like that. I agree with you. It should be in the movie if it's that important, but it's out there. If it's out there, I'm going to bring it up. Not saying it's done the right way or the wrong way in the movie. You don't have to like it, but it's out there and that's why I bring it up. (laughs) Just saying. (laughs) All right. So let's, let's uh, move on. Who, what do you guys think about kind of the original cast coming back and the roles that they played? Like how well they did or, you know, could it have been, would you have liked to see it different or whatever? Well, John, I know you said something about uh, Harrison Ford. Oh, I, I, I thought Harrison Ford was tremendous. I, th- I really, I thought it, not just, and look, I, I talked to a lot of people that were really surprised that he died. I was not shocked at all. No. Because no. I know he is, he has dogged the fact that, you know, he he's always downplayed this these films. They made him, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, you know, it, yeah, I've you never know, understood and, that. Can somebody explain Solo, to me why he's so? Well, I don't know. He, he smoked he smoked too much weed. I mean, let's face it. <laughs> I mean, and, and if I know, you don't he's, think he's, he's not that down on the Indiana Jones stuff, right? yeah, that's the thing well, I, I never understood that, either. And it fits you know, in with the same kind of audience. I don't understand why it's yeah, it's okay on but, one side know, and not but, on the other. But let's face it. I mean, you know, he dogged the, he dogged this role for years. He figured out, and, and he made a bunch of money. You know, people are saying, "I can't believe he made so much more money." He's also the most bankable person in the movie, for yeah. crying out loud. Yeah, yeah. You're not gonna, yeah. You know, when they act, he's 73 years old. Wow. Um, but you know, I would pay him 20 times what I pay these kids that are 25 because he's made a bunch of money for a bunch of people. Uh, I I thought he was I I really felt like he kind of got back into the role and it wasn't wooden it wasn't like he was no. just reading yeah. the lines you know like Bruce Willis and GI Joe Retaliation was lousy because he was just reading and he sleepwalks through a lot of his movies and yeah. that's not worth talking about but even you know I he didn't sleepwalk through it he seemed to be engaged he, he seemed to have a relationship with Chewie that was 
a holy cow, Chewie in this movie. Wow. Like awesome. he was, yeah. you know, he got, it was awesome. Um, Carrie Fisher has just had led a rough life. Her voice was just rough. <laughs> um, but I, but I love her, you know, I still thought the moments on, between her and Harrison Ford were really yes, good. Yeah, I, I, I totally agree. And, and I wish you said earlier, I think Shannon said something about scaffoldings. <laughs> We've had three characters fall down shafts in these movies now, right? Yeah. You had the Emperor, you had you had Darth Luke, Maul, and then you had Solo. Solo. Oh, well, don't forget and, Luke fell down the shaft, even though he yeah, lived. Yeah. And Luke, yeah, Luke survived. It's a shame that I, I felt like there was some – it would have been a little more impactful to have a body to take back, you know. Yeah. And, I mean, that's just me, but, you know, when, when, when Ray came back and she's hugging on Leia and it's like, okay – these people don't know each other, but they obviously have this shared sadness and whatever. Yeah. But but I thought they all did well, and I thought Mark Hamill looked tremendous. Yeah. Like I thought he looked really. We don't know how really, he acted, but. <laughs> well, that's what some people are. You know, people have speculated. Did he? Did he actually? How could you put him out there for months and he not, not actually say anything? And I will say he that the beard in the whole nine yards. Yeah. You, you mean to tell me he had to grow a beard for a two minute scene, yeah. three minute scene? Well, and I actually thought that that but was it, a poor choice in the movie. Was I thought the movie should have ended with Ray flying off in the Falcon? I thought when when R two D two came back on, I thought Luke had come to the base. Oh, okay. Like I figured because you know they said oh he shut down. It's kind of like uh, you know Padme died yeah. because her heart broke because of you know. Uh-huh. I still don't understand what caused R two D two to come to life. I'm still trying to figure that one out. I think it's because of Ray. I but, think her force level was so high, he woke up. But that's, she was. Really, it would have been nice if they had explained that. Oh wait, it's in the fucking book. Was it? What? No, wasn't? Wasn't she there? <laughs> wasn't? Wasn't? She, hadn't they landed at that point? She well, she had landed, but he didn't come awake until she was already like in the base and everything. So okay. I, 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 again, I, the yeah. timing, I'm so glad we're not talking this beat by beat. Cause I don't yeah. remember, but, but I, I, the only thing I assumed was that her force level was so high that yeah. it woke him up, but I was waiting. I was like, as soon as that started, I was like, Oh great. Luke, Luke Skywalker showing up. Cause now he realizes Han is dead and he's sad. He's got to show up. And then I was like, Oh damn, he didn't show up. And then, all of a sudden, it's like holding out the lightsaber, and he just stands there like, uh. I, but anyway, I thought he looked great, and yeah. I, I love the I love the metal hand, and uh, although they got to be really careful, something doesn't happen to him in the next. Oh week. yeah, well, Shannon, to your point, as far as the one thing, my only speculation when it comes to Harrison Ford, not kind of dogging on these movies versus Indiana Jones, is at least. Way back when, I don't know if that's changed over time, but at least way back when, he always viewed Star Wars as that silly space movie because he thought it was kind of ridiculous, even when, and especially when he was making it, but they all thought it was ridiculous when they were making it. Um, so he always view, viewed it as a silly space movie where he viewed Indiana Jones as like more, re, I guess, more realistic, more of like a gritty, real type of thing. And I, and I know that he's always referred to star Wars as a silly space movie. So maybe that's why he accepts Indiana Jones because it's got a little bit more, it's a little bit more grounded than star Wars is. I don't know, but that's my speculation. Bullshit. Uh, I agree. (laughs) (laughs) I agree. It's bullshit. Um, also because of Harrison Ford to John's point earlier, Harrison Ford being so involved in, and really, you know, playing the part, in the movie is the reason why we don't see a whole lot of Poe Dameron in the movie. Cause Poe was actually supposed to 
be that character that works with Ray and Finn. But then once they found out Harrison Ford was willing to do a lot more in the movie, then that's why everything transitioned over to Harrison Ford rather than Poe. Well, I'm glad that worked out because I think having him so integral into the plot, oh, yeah. at least one of, one of the three main cast members integral into this plot, I think really um, tied it back to the originals. Um, I, I, the only thing I came out of the movie just really wishing we could have had that moment with uh, Luke, Leia, and Han. Yeah. Just that one, even if it was like uh, R two is asleep, whatever. Weird. The Luke shows up, and but this totally totally changes the plot. You know what I mean? But Luke shows up. Even just that moment, they see each other, then Han leaves and dies. Yeah. Kind of thing, and, and Luke and Leia are there together to kind of like console each other. Yeah. That would you know, even just that one moment with the together, we'll never get now. Yeah. It's too bad. That's true. Uh, I'm sure it's in the book. Oh my god. <laughs> we get it. <laughs> we get it. You're pissed off at the movie. We get it. I don't want to get it. I don't want to get it for Valentine's None of it Day. made any sense. We <laughs> Here's the thing though, no, I I enjoyed the movie, but it oh, did, did have a lot of holes. And the whole thing, and going back, because I, I didn't get to voice in on this, sure. and God knows, you know, I want to voice in on everything. Good. The whole Mary Sue thing, right? Oh, yeah. Okay, so everyone's talking about that, like, oh, she's a Mary Sue, she learns the powers too fast. But I was thinking about this, and yes, she's a Mary Sue, but isn't every single superhero and every single thing we've ever read practically yeah. Mary Sue? Yeah. With the exception of maybe Batman, because there's all these, you know, scenes of him training. But Peter Parker, pretty much like, oh, let me just invent some spider web. You know, <laughs> let me just like climb up the side of a building, even though I've never done this before. I mean, it's it's like none of them end up in the hospital trying to learn how to use their powers. You yeah, know, no, it's I, like I the beginning of Iron Man. It's like, oh, I'm going to take a duct tape and a car battery and I'm going to build a robot. Yeah, I, I completely agree. Like the whole Mary Sue, why people get upset about Mary Sue drives me crazy because like, you have a hero protagonist movie and while you know you have these little scenes where every, every single one of those movies that or every single one main hero character has flaws. I think a good story shows those flaws but they can still accomplish what makes them a hero and it's I mean this is completely off topic but back when I was working on J.I. Joey and that he lived character and was going on and on about her being very soon I'm like so what like all of these Joes are they're all good <laughs> yeah. what they do otherwise they wouldn't be a G.I. Joe so it's Anyway, um, I think I don't have any problem with it. I don't have any problem with her like coming on to her powers and learning all this stuff, and because it's clear she doesn't know how to, um, or she doesn't understand the potential of it, or and it's not refined. You know what I mean? She's just barely tapping into what's there. They, they, I think they made that clear enough. Yeah. So to to go back to Robert's um, question, Shannon, for you, what do you think about as far as? the original cast and, and stuff like that. No, I, I really enjoyed it. I, I the, the only problems, you know what, my biggest problems with the film were really more kind of visual stuff. And as much as I love seeing Carrie Fisher, I, it was like the first time I've ever looked at her and go, God, what the hell is she wearing? <laughs> because especially the last scene where she's saying goodbye to like everybody, you know, and they're yeah. going to go and find Luke. And she's dressed up like, Gary Oldman from Bram Stoker's Dracula. What was that with the hair? <laughs> was that not the same exact haircut that they gave Gary Oldman at the beginning of, of I Dracula? I don't know. I'd have to go back and see go, ba- go back and look at it. It's the same fucking costume in blue instead of red. 
Maybe I mean, she looked creepy. <laughs> maybe I'll get maybe I'll get those images for the episode. <laughs> I'm just saying. It, it was like I was looking at the hair, and I'm like, that's the same damn haircut. I yeah, just I, say you changed your hair. I remember outfit. Yeah, I mean, no. <laughs> it, it, it's uh, I have no idea where to go after that. <laughs> just, but those those are the things that bug me. But it's like I loved seeing Harrison Ford, mm-hmm. and I loved seeing Chewie. I really enjoyed when Finn sat down and the table came on with the yeah. chess pieces. Yeah, I really enjoyed him going through the box, and Mel didn't even catch it. I had to point it out to her about the on the remote. The yeah. Yeah. Little touches like that I thought were really brilliant. And even when they didn't acknowledge him, really, like they didn't kind of focus on it, which was, you know, he picks up the, the remote and throws it over. Yeah. I thought I thought that was a brilliant shot. I thought that was great. Yeah. But here's the other thing. What is it about space travel that they have to pad all the walls? <laughs> I think that's and, just and, a, a Karelian frame. Well, the other question I had is... is that all- uh, are there like space bananas everywhere? Because every time somebody got shot, they got airborne. <laughs> so everybody's slipping on bananas in space. I don't know what the hell is going on. Those are powerful blasters. <laughs> but every one of them, like everybody that got shot went airborne. Nobody just kind of fell on the ground. Everybody uh, I had don't to know. do I, like an Olympic leap. I, I didn't think about it that deeply. So I'm just saying it got it got pretty old after a while. It's like every time somebody got shot, it's like oh six foot seven. See, the eight year old in me was going cool. Someone got shot and went flying across the room. That's all. Yeah, but every I, time I, I, didn't I bother me. Movie, that was like instead of doing lens players because it was cool. Was people getting blasted twenty feet all over the place because it was cool. Like I think you just grab one day and let's do this all the time because people will love it. And then, yeah. It, it, that didn't take me out of it. I remember thinking uh, there was a couple. I'm trying to think, it was on the planet right before the lightsaber fight at the end, and where Finn's on lightsaber and lightsaber battling that uh, that stormtrooper with his. In that scene, stormtroopers were just skyrocketing left to right. I mean, they were they'd be blaster fire and they'd be like, "Wahoo!" I mean, it's just like goofy. Yeah, <laughs> they go flying across the screen. So yeah. I didn't notice it there, but that was about the only place. It was all over the film. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I wanted to just because I don't want you thinking I loved every single bit of the damn. Oh, you, you. <laughs> no, so <clears throat> one of the uh, things I didn't care. F- I know some people actually really liked them, but I didn't care for the the Rashtar creatures. Oh god, I hated them. I Oh yeah, that's weird. They did not feel Star Wars to me at all. They it seemed like I don't know, like when I first heard Han talking about it, I was like, "Oh, cool, we're going to see a really cool creature." And then I was like, "That's kind of like a silly retarded creature as far as I was concerned." I think it was like the first time that we've ever really seen him as a smuggler. Yeah, that was cool. You know, or like I mean, no, I, know, en- but, I enjoyed that. But, yeah. but on the flip side, you, he lost the Falcon for how long? Yeah, like it took him that long to find and and ha- well, you know, and it was sitting I, I in a junkyard the, in a planet the, he knew about. Yeah, but the you know the the Asian gangs coming after him was kind of that was kind of funny that uh, yeah the the yeah the creatures didn't do much I, that that part was a little. Here's here's my silly, question but, on the creatures because I and like I said earlier my my biggest complaints were the design. Mm-hmm. Do you think the creatures were toned down for kids? Because if you look at them, they're very cartoonish. Yeah, they are. I mean, it's like big buggly eyes and the pointy teeth. Yeah, that's the thing I didn't like about it was they seemed very cartoonish. They seemed they seemed very CG. Um, 
Yeah, they just... in CG. I think, uh, and it seemed like a, a, an opportunity for 3D when the tentacles would come flying out, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. I, my son, who's nine, was creeped out by them. But at the same really? time, I, I thought, well, he's scared of everything. And, and I think the, the uh, I think it was kind of like a rancor, you know, just a, just a creature uh, yeah. that is a menacing creature. The only time we've seen a creature, I think, in Star Wars that is menacing, you know, that could attack somebody, yeah. like a bantha or whatever. Um, but it just, yeah, I think it, I, it felt disembodied. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I kind of... You never really got a sense of the shape or the threat of it, just whipping tentacles around and big eyes and things. It just seemed like a blur. A blur. Yeah. But again, like Shannon saying, design-wise, it didn't make a lot of sense. Well, the other thing, too, was remember those toys they used to have where you'd like, throw it up against the wall and it was like a ball and it yeah. had tentacles and it would kind of like crawl down the wall? Yeah, it reminded me of that. That's, yep. Yeah, that's Do all I kept walk. thinking when, when I saw that. It was like it's a wacky ball thing <laughs> with teeth. I will say, like, going back to talking about the uh, Han being a smuggler, which I absolutely loved it when he was like, all right, you guys go hide. And he says, I, I'll, you know, and they're like, what are you going to use? I'm going to talk my way out of it like I always do. And Chewie, like, kind of, like, was like, says something <laughs> to him. And he's like, I always do. <laughs> like, I thought, the, I thought the banter between him and Chewie was perfect again. Like, I, I thought they just worked well. Um, so those scenes were just great. And he's like... He's like, I've only, you know, and he's telling this, the um, the other smugglers or the pirates or whatever that, um, you know, he, have I ever let you guys down? And they're like, yeah, twice. And he's like, he's like, what was the other time? And, you know, so like those type of moments I thought were really, really cool. Um, it's just, like I said, for me, after that moment, once the creatures got out and I saw what they looked like, I was like, eh. And I didn't think. Yeah. Did you notice? Did you notice when he says that, like, you know, name the second time, and the guy names it? Did you notice yeah. Chewie nodding in yes. the background? Yes. I thought that was brilliant. <laughs> yes. They, I mean, they, they, that felt like it was seamless. You know, just yeah. their relationship. That yeah. they just seemed like an old couple. Like it was yeah. fantastic. So. Yeah. Um, the other thing that I wish I thought could have been done a lot better was um, the Maz Kanata bar or castle or whatever. Because I was like, oh, cool, we're walking into a cantina or a Jabba's Palace type place. And we get in and they start panning through the room slowly. And I'm like, oh, cool, there's a wolf man there. There's, you know, whatever. And then they go so fast just to Maz Kanata. And I'm like, I didn't even get to see what's in here. Like, I remember the cantina scene. They spent like a good two, three minutes going around the bar showing you all the creatures and everything else, this was like, it just seemed like it went by way too fast just to get focused on her right away. Yeah, but it'll look like one of those, like, uh, chain restaurants that makes steaks. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I mean, uh, that's yeah. one of the problems I have with J.J. Abrams is he overlights everything. And that cantina scene, it felt like they're supposed to be the seedy guys, you know? It's like yeah. their version of Moss Eisley. And everything's so brightly lit. I kept waiting for them to come out with a kid's menu that you could, like, color in and stuff, you know. <laughs> now, a lot of people... Just... <laughs> no, go ahead. No, I was... No. Now, a lot go of ahead. people didn't like uh, Maz Kanata because they felt like she was too CG. I didn't have a problem with her. Oh, I I, 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 I thought... I, I liked her a lot, too. I didn't yeah. think she... I thought she was brilliant. Yeah. It wasn't... Yeah, it didn't didn't seem... But who's the actress? It wasn't drawn. Uh, Lofita was... Nuongo. Yeah. Okay, what would I know her from? Because uh, she won a didn't she win the Oscar for Twelve Years a Slave? Yep. yep. 
That's a fairly young African American actress. She's really, oh, okay. Really pretty new, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and she's got like really short cropped hair. Yes. Yes. Okay, I know who she is. Yeah. Wow. <clears throat> <clears throat> yeah, I, I, thought, thought, I thought it was that short little woman from the NCIS or whatever. That's what they. Yeah, that's what. It, <laughs> yes. <laughs> and, and, and regrettably, it could not be a Stelgetti. So <laughs> yeah, she would have that the best, That's the best picture of any of them going around. Yeah, you this. wouldn't have to CGI it at all. So. <laughs> uh, gentlemen, I hate to not. I hate to take the well, balance away that, from that the force, but uh, hold on one second, Robert. <laughs> yeah. I, I got to call it a night here, gang. Uh, sure. do, well, uh, well, volunteer duty calls for tomorrow morning. So uh, look forward to hearing hearing the rest of this uh, very, very soon. Sure. Well, thanks for being able to join us. And um, I don't know how much longer we'll go, but, yeah, we'll uh, we'll keep it going. Cool, man. All right. Like good night, night John. Take care. May the force be with you. <laughs> Bye-bye. I was going to say, I grew up being a uh, Catholic, and I cannot yeah. help but hear, may the force be with you, and then repeat, and also with you. Also with you. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. See ya. See Night ya. Time. So, what were you going to say, Robert? Sorry, didn't mean to cut you off. I knew John. No, that's all right. Um, no, I just said, well, that whole scene, though, did bring up a good point. And one of the things, uh, there, the two things I absolutely loved about this movie, and I just, <clears> I can't see how anybody could fault it, is... Uh, one and relating to this scene is that Give they, me a <laughs> all right, is that they went back to the more traditional like cosmetic and suits and yeah, you know, real yeah. at you know, real live set things for the actors to play on, and it just felt real again. You know, it yeah. felt like lived in scenes with people that you know lived in the the clothes they were wearing. You know, it just all of that. Well, other than Ma, convincing. yeah, other than Maz Kanata, I think at least visually it seemed like everything else was really there, right? And if there wasn't, or if some things were touched up with CG, it wasn't noticeable. No, like nothing really stood out besides her, you know, at times, and yeah. it's got to be. But um, you know, for the most part, it came across very, very real, which I love. That was one of the things I loved the most. The second thing I, I thought was fantastic was uh, seeing the like millennium Falcon flies so dynamically and, uh, and the aerial battles I absolutely love. Now I'm, yeah. I'm a sucker for jets and spaceships and stuff anyway. And, and it, especially in film it looking right. But as you go back and look at the original trilogy, <laughs> I, and I've watched them all just recently too. Like I love how Han blasts out of Mos Eisley and Luke and, and Obi-Wan are like, oh, man, there's a Star Destroyer there. And he's like, all right, I know some moves. It's okay. And then he just flies in a directly <laughs> straight line as TIE fighters are whipping all around him. And you're just like, are these the moves he was talking about? Like, I know a few maneuvers, kid. You're like, mm, I'm pretty sure you, anybody could fly in a straight line. <laughs> did you notice how they mimic, though, the, the uh, asteroid field shots? Like where they had Millennium Falcon kind of kind of do this bank right up against the screen and then go away. Oh yeah, it's that yeah, same no, shot as when that. he was yeah, doing yeah. the asteroid thing. Now, by the time, by, by the well, the reason why it was so steady is because by the second movie, and I just watched some behind the scenes stuff recently. Um, they learned how to superimpose a model over a screen and track. Uh, <coughs> you know, it, it was a matter of superimposing and tracking, compositing that they. Invented for Empire 
Empire Strikes Back that just wasn't even available for the first movie. And in the yeah. second movie, that's how they were able to make the, the the space battle look more dynamic. Then by the time they did Return of the Jedi, they were like at the front end of being able to really push that those boundaries. So now that there's no limitations as far as the CGI, yeah, like I felt like because there's no, I felt like there were no limitations. Like the the range of movement and the dynamics and the camera rolls and everything was everything I'd hoped to see was- in a fight like that. But I just thought it was interesting that they were mimicking some of the like same kind of movements for the Falcon. I thought <laughs> yeah. that was really nice. Yeah, yeah. You know, and it was I such mean, a subtle thing. Like, unless you were a huge fan of the film, right. you didn't catch that shot. But it was no, so it, obviously it made, the asteroid run. It makes run. sense. Yeah, it makes sense that that's how that ship moves. You know what I mean? They yeah. should call back to that. Yeah. Well, and um, one of the things too with um, you know that whole. You know, Ray and and uh, Finn like flying the Falcon and everything. That whole scene was just amazing. Like I was on the edge of my seat, just very excited. And I know Shannon, you were talking about that too. With you know the yeah. the Tie Fighters up against them. I personally also loved, and there was a huge applause in the theater when I saw it. Um, how the Falcon was even introduced in the movie. Yeah, because they go run in, and she, he's like, "What about no, that? That's garbage. That's yeah. garbage." I wish though, that they would have said, "No, that's a piece of junk," because that would have been a nice yeah. callback to Luke saying, "What a piece of junk." Right. But I still like them saying, "No, that's garbage," and they're like, "Okay, the garbage will do," and then they pan over. And if you, in watching it a second time, you do see the Falcon there for a yeah, second, briefly. Yeah, yeah. The one thing, the one thing I really enjoyed was when he gets in the seat and it starts moving like this wonky yes. <laughs> deal, and he's trying to control this thing. And I was just like, man, you know, if I were to hop into it, that's exactly how it would yeah. be. Like this thing's all over the floor, you know. Absolutely. How am I supposed to? And I love the fact that they didn't change the graphics. <laughs> yeah. Like when he's looking through the perfect. viewfinder. Yeah. I thought that was brilliant because I hate it when people come in and they're like, oh, we're going to update this. Leave it alone. Right. That's how it's it looks. It's fine the way it was. Right. Yeah. Well, that's how it looked. So you shouldn't change yeah. it. So. But so many people would do that. Oh, I agree. And, uh, I agree. And, I, and I thought that was brilliant that they were at least honest enough to keep it the way it was. So one thing I was all, that I did like, and I don't know what your guys thought, I loved how um, Finn got his name. Yes. Yeah. I agree it. with that. I thought that was brilliant like he's like poe and i thought also poe was just a very likable guy like i hope we see more of him in in the future movies um but the, i have to say he was not my favorite though oh no he's not my favorite but i thought well, he was, I, I just like, thought he was a little too cocky like okay. a little too <laughs> well that's know, like that whole car salesman mentality though yeah i just wanted to punch him through the whole film yeah but that like to robert's point that is a pilot mentality let's i mean our buddy jason adams he's kind of cocky and he's a pilot. So. <laughs> What's your excuse then? I'm just a, I'm just a, I'm just a jackass. So. Oh, snap. <laughs> um, love you, Shannon. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no, um, I, I loved the, uh, you know, and, and I was, I'm sure you guys heard this too, like, oh, you know, maybe there's a relationship between Finn and Poe. And I'm like, oh, what? Yeah, yeah, that's been out there. Oh, geez. But I'm like, they're like two guys that, you know, got helped each other escape they built this friendship this you know they're like brothers to each other now you know I, that's the relationship i saw build between the two of them so but you know what you know what i don't want a relationship between anybody yeah i just want them to do their fucking job i did like though how finn seemed to <laughs> well, well i mean well, hold on. i mean because <laughs> no, I, there's the whole first the whole initial trilogy is about character relationships sure 
I mean, you, I you don't you don't want to move forward without people caring if if the guy next to him lives or dies. No, I do, but it's just like I don't need Spock and Kirk making out. So why do I need anybody? Oh, I see. Okay. You know what I mean? No, I agree with that. It's like why can't they just be really good friends and have like relationships right. on the side? Right. As opposed to like brother and sister making out. Right. Yeah, especially. <laughs> Although you know your sister, but anyway, that's beside the point. Oh my god. Um, I, oh, come on, I had to throw that in right. there. You set it up. <laughs> but no, I, I do hope that we do see more of Poe. And the one thing I like that they did with this movie is, yes, he was cocky. And he's like, I'm the best pilot in the Resistance, stuff like that. But they actually showed him being a good pilot. That's the, true. They <laughs> backed it up, yeah. He did exactly what Luke did. But Luke Luke didn't. Oh, I'm talking, somebody explain. I'm talking about the battle something. on uh, yeah, blah, 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 blah. No, the other planet. Not the. I'm not talking about the trench run. I'm talking about where he flies in over the water, and then there's a big space battle. Like that's some pretty good oh, piloting. Technically, yeah. Like when, when Finn when Finn was like cheering him on because he went and just took out like four or five ties, just this you know looping around and yeah. taking them all out, and he was like, yeah. And I was like, that that was really that was cool to see. I like that part. So, what were you gonna say, Shannon? I don't remember. Okay. <laughs> All right, so the other thing that I didn't really care for is, uh, as far as looks-wise, was um, I liked the idea of the Supreme Leader Snoke, but I didn't like the way he looked. Okay, here's my beef with that. Okay. Why does this guy... Okay, so, like, space, you know, like on a ship or whatever, Mm -hmm. in in a complex, is very limited and very valuable. So they build this gigantic room so this guy can holographically project himself to 70 feet that's an ego how big is his feet yeah it was like, it was like the donald what, trump was that the on the ship or was that on the planet it was on the ship but it but it doesn't matter where it was it was like whether it's on the ship or in a planet like even if you go to the holiday oh, no. and the conference room is only so big no i think you're right though robert it may have been on starkiller base though God, I mean, that's a whole is, planet, how much room does you space. how much do you need for a guy to send you a telemarketer Call. I don't. Well, look at the Emperor in Empire Strikes Back. His head yeah, was, he was freaking huge giant. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but he was also in, in just like a little guy on in one of the shots. Well, now I think I was initially confused I just, I just, because I just the, the hologram. Was... I agree. I know. I, I mean, I agree with you saying because the hologram effect wasn't clear enough initially that I was like, "That's a big dude." What? Right. Like I, yeah. it threw me off a second because I think it threw everyone had, off. Yeah, until they had something fall through it, I was like, "Oh, that's clearly a hologram." Yeah, and it was, and that was later on. But I mean, not that it. Anyway, it just. Yeah, first yeah, I was like, I, "Holy I wasn't crap, we have a giant look of him. dark Jedi guy." Exactly, and the fact that he was so huge like took me out of it first. Like, I would have liked to have seen him in a smaller. He wouldn't have been as impressive, but just some kind of more. Uh, I don't know if they're trying to indicate that like hologram technology's gotten better. <laughs> Could be. But even then, it just, I don't well, know, that part, I, agree. I don't know, it was, that took it was, it was very like Emperor needs a Corvette because he's having a midlife crisis kind of situation. <laughs> well, and I think that's kind of like plays into the dark side of it, too. Like it is about power and it is about it being imposing. And so I think and I think the reason we aren't seeing him smaller in this movie, it's much like we saw the Emperor's giant head in Empire Strikes Back. But then we actually saw the real Emperor in Return of the Jedi. Um, I think the same thing's going to happen here. I think Snoke could be a lot smaller. I don't know. They're saying he's still like seven feet tall or something like that. But um, And there's a lot of speculation on who the hell he is. Um, 
there's everything from he could be Darth Plagueis, which they've already said it's not him. Uh, it could be there's even talks of it being the Emperor that the Emperor actually survived the fall, which kind of makes sense. It, well, it does, but he looks so different. I, unless it's a clone body gone weird or something. Well, I he's think all that deformed would, and stuff. I thought of the clone thing too. Yeah, I think that would be a little too. I mean, I don't know. They they have been they called back a ton from the original movies. You know, they've done a lot to mimic the original movies with this one, but I don't think bringing him back as the main bad guy, it was just like enough with him. We need to move yeah. on. And now there's a been a couple guy. really crazy ones out there too, which I don't subscribe to at all, but there's thought that it's, uh, that it's Anakin <laughs> that he, he, that's dumb. Yeah. Yeah. I saw that. That's, yeah. yeah. I don't buy that one. I don't either. And that he is actually Kylo Ren from the future. Yeah, I don't so, buy that no, either. but there's no space like time. I agree. Space, I'm just saying so. it was thrown out there because Kylo got slashed <clears throat> in the face, and Snoke has the same spot where he got. He yeah, has a I, star. Don't, I don't think he looks humanoid <clears throat> enough. No. Um, now, one of them I thought was interesting, but I don't think they would do because it would require you to have seen the show Rebels. Is there's thought that the Grand Inquisitor from Rebels survived, and that's who Snoke is. But I don't think it's that either. So, I actually think he's a brand new character. That just happens to have been around for a very long time. That no one's ever heard of and suddenly comes to power. Right. Must be in the book. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> okay. So it's, it, it, explain something to me. Why does Kylo Ren look like Mike Nesmith from The Monkees? <laughs> it's in the book. Is it? Oh. Well. <laughs> so, uh, so uh, yeah, yeah, that brings up a good point. Like, what did you think about him... I've heard people contentious about this too. Like him, his interaction with with Ray, especially when he's trying to intimidate her and question her, and she kind of gets a bit of the upper hand, right? So she's like, well, "What? Why take off your mask?" His... And he just does it. Well, That's why funny. does he drop his helmet in a box of kitty litter? I think I, honestly, I think that is Darth Vader's ashes. I don't buy that for a second. Why? <laughs> what? Why How would he have them? gotten them? Endor. Okay, yeah, so but, why didn't the mask burn? And how does he know to go to Endor? Because and who? What? There were no Ewoks going. Hey, maybe we should clean up this pyre that this guy just set off. You know, <laughs> it's been forty years. No, because maybe it's we should clean this up. Well, so he would have to, it would have had to have been at least twenty five years later, and there's still a pile of ashes sitting there. Like it hasn't rained on Endor. Well, we don't. No, I don't. We I don't, don't think he went to back to Endor and got him. I think if if any if if so, if what they were Vader's selling ashes, them like pieces of the <laughs> Berlin Wall oh, on come the on. internet. I think if if those are Vader's ashes, obviously Luke gathered them up with what was left of his helmet and boxed them up, took them with him, and then when he was training Ben Solo or whatever, and as he went crazy. Slashed everybody to bits and took that with him, right? Because he's trying to follow in Vader's path. Like that would that connects the dots and makes sense. If yeah, I could if see they're going to try and throw it in there. I call bullshit. I could see that. I call bullshit. Well, you call uh, bullshit me, on me, everything. That, that, <laughs> that, that <laughs> I'm saying it doesn't make any sense. Well, it, it violates it, all the laws of logic and timeline. Why does that? But why does that not make sense? What Robert just said—that's what people do. They burn somebody. They gather their ashes and bring them. It was his dad. Yeah. Yeah. It's his father. I, I, I think it'd be weird that he would so, keep the so helmet. So why did he save the helmet? Of Vader. Yeah, why did he save weird. the entire helmet? Especially when he took half the helmet off. And Luke, like, didn't have the helmet, and then he had the helmet. Well, maybe as There's a so many problems not, with not that. to not to follow that path. I don't know. Well, the, the helmet. And why not? Where's the then? Where's the lightsaber? Why didn't he just save Vader's lightsaber? The lightsaber was cut off in the 
Death Star. Oh, but the, but the helmet was. Oh, when he cut the hand off. Right, when he cut his hand off. The the helmet was in the funeral pyre on Endor. Yeah, that was that was being burned. Yeah, so he. So the helmet um, burned. I yeah see? yeah yeah. Well, I, I, none of none of that took me out of the movie though. Like but, apparently it did for you. <laughs> but in in Endor, when you watch him have the funeral pyre, you don't see the helmet burn. And the and the helmet is all. I did. It was a Yule log. We had it as a Yule log this year. I know it burned. <laughs> right. I saw it. Right, but it doesn't actually burn, and you see it melted. It's not like it's a perfect helmet sitting there that Kylo has. It's all twisted and mangled up, and it's it's. So me- then, what are the ashes? The ashes would be the body. Uh, what, the body's a robot. Not all of it. Ninety percent of it. I'm just throwing out that that might be what it is. I didn't say that's what it is. I'm just saying that's what it may have no, been. You just said that's what it is. No, I'm saying. How, I don't think anybody cares. Why are we having this conversation? I'm just, I'm just saying. He throws it down in a pile of ashes for no apparent reason. And if it was something that he valued so much, if it was the ashes of Vader, would he just leave it out for people to like put their cigarettes out in? <laughs> so that's true. That's a bit weird. Well, it wasn't. Yeah. His, see his chamber. His chamber? Yeah, wasn't that... He had some, like, he had 007 standing guard over it. It couldn't have been that private. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and I don't even think that... I know that that was out there, that that's uh, Craig or Daniel Craig or whatever. Yeah. When I watched the movie a second time, I was like, that didn't even sound like Daniel Craig. And Daniel Craig's come out and said that wasn't him. So... Okay, well, whether it is or isn't, it's still there's a stormtrooper walking around putting cigarettes out. (laughs) Dad... Well, grandfather's ashes well, and like you said i don't and know who keeps their ashes out in like an open urn i mean shouldn't it be like in a box well, somewhere like you have way overthought this movie <laughs> no 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 wait you think minute. he could like hollow out a mouse droid and use that as an urn <laughs> but i'm just saying if you're gonna sit there and say that it is then you have to justify I'm why just, it is i'm just throwing it out there i haven't given it much thought i just said my thought was that it was vader's ashes i didn't say it was confirmed <laughs> Right. I'm just saying, you didn't think it through. Well, yeah, because you just brought it up. <laughs> well, if you thought it was Vader's ashes, you obviously thought about that before, right? And I didn't, but I just, uh, uh, I didn't think about uh, the fact uh, that anyone would give I a call sh- bullshit. <laughs> I didn't think anyone would go that in depth into picking the damn thing apart. <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah, not with Star Wars. People don't do that. I, I want yeah. I want to see it's you in the book. I want to see you give this much criticism <laughs> to the original trilogy because things you're saying could be totally done to the original trilogy. I have done that to the original. I'm sure you have. That's why I didn't like Return of the Jedi that much. <laughs> All right. Oh, so anyway, somebody answer me this before we cut off. Sure. Where's Lando? Is Billy D. Williams just not going to do any more movies? No, is he's he signed up for the next one. So he is. Yeah. In fact, from yeah, and 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 I know he was really kind of like vying for to come back for this one, but well, and from uh, I'm what I'm glad they didn't. From what I heard about it, is that he actually, when all the other actors signed contracts, he also signed a contract to appear in Episode Eight. He just wasn't allowed to say anything about it. Uh, so evidently, they didn't forget about him. But um, yeah, so uh, one thing also I wanted to ask: What do you guys think of uh, BB-8? I was not going into this film thinking I would like him, but mm-hmm. I actually like him a lot. Okay. I, I yeah, don't I know the practicality I, of the ball thing, but I yeah. didn't enjoy that. There, there was one moment where he was coming downstairs, and I'm like, yeah, that, that, he's yeah. go downstairs. I don't know how he's going to get up those stairs. But, 
Yeah, and then it was. I, I didn't really get a sense of how big he was until he rolled up next to R two and was like half the size of R two. Yeah. Like, oh, he is pretty yeah. small. Yeah. Uh, I thought, as far as like an R two counterpart, it was it was fantastic. I thought it was he filled that role really well. I, the one thing was like I liked the character before I saw the movie, but I was afraid that it was going to become too cutesy of a character in the movie. But I didn't feel like once I saw the movie, I was like, oh, actually, it wasn't that bad. Um, I actually really liked the character. Um, but one of the things that cracked me up was speaking about the practicality. Yeah. The stare thing was ridiculous and whatever, but, um, I actually read somebody said something like that's ridiculous. Uh, that droid going through sand like that would totally get sunk and stuck and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, you realize that was a practical droid that they actually did have in sand actually exactly. rolling around <laughs> in sand. Well, and the yeah. thing about it is, is it makes more sense for him to be able to get through the sand than the original R2. Oh, yeah, for sure. That's true. Absolutely. You know? I love the little thumbs up moment, of course. Cause, I thought that was brilliant. Yeah, because like, and I love how Finn was trying to convince him, like, yes, you know, help me out here and everything yes. else. Um, I did like the little grappling guns that he has, which kind of explained <laughs> how he is able to, like, sometimes get to places that maybe you shouldn't be yeah, able to get to. Yeah, that's true. I forgot about that, yeah. Oh, here's a question for you. Yeah. Was I the only person that noticed that storm stormtroopers have gained weight in the past <laughs> 20 years? Did they not look a lot beefier than they did, they did in did. the original trilogy? Is there a reason for that? I don't know. I don't know. Is it to make the costume more comfortable or people just fatter? Maybe to, to make them uh, not be beat up by uh, uh, hatchets and uh, bolos and stuff like that anymore, like the Ewoks had. They're more padded. <laughs> right. Uh, oh, and what is that stupid little light on their helmet for? Which light? Well, there's like, you know, on the Stormtroopers, they originally had the two circles on the front of the mask. At the oh, beginning, yeah. You know. Yeah. Now there's only one, and it looks like it's an LED light. I don't know. What what is that for? That, that could be for a light. I have no idea. <laughs> well, wouldn't they have night vision goggles? I don't know. I, did, oh, I didn't look that nuts. Much, I didn't look that much into it. <laughs> oh, these things drive me nuts. What? I just think it's up. It's just updated. I wasn't questioning it. Yeah, I just thought, figured, oh, that's the updated What's design. It's just so it's... asymmetrical. It's like, why is it there? Oh, is that what bothered you about it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> It's like either explain why it's there or take it off. I will say the thing that bothered me about the Stormtrooper outfit, but I've, I've got past it and everything else, is the fact that it, they look like duck heads. So, but it is owned by Disney, so. Uh, <laughs> That's not true. They all look like, Mc, yeah, Daffy Duck. No, like, I, I heard Donald this, Tucker. too. Somebody mentioned it, and then I didn't think anything of it until somebody mentioned it, though. But what do you think about the lack of uh, st- spaceships? You know, you've got the X-Wings, the TIE Fighters, the Millennium Falcon. But there's like nothing else. Yeah, and it's, it's fighters, all like no. yeah, and even the variety of Tie Fighters or any of the other B, you know, B wings or Y wings or any you know, there's just nothing. There's just nothing else. It was. It, do you think it's just to simplify it and stick to yeah for for merchandising? We need these things to come out and you know simplify it. But um, I, I mean, I I think it's just because they were putting so much into the movie already that yeah. maybe may just adding more things like that would have been. Too, even more to take in. I don't know. Okay, and Ryan, you've read the book, right? I haven't. Apparently, read... <laughs> you love this book. I haven't read the book. I've read well, details of the book. Well, I was just wondering. In the book, does it say that Luke is going senile? Why did he leave a map? <laughs> did he forget where he lives? Does he like you know 
there's a cab picks him up from the bar. He's drunk and he's so like, "Take me home." Here, here's my thought with that. <laughs> so you're talking about the, the map that they that was the MacGuffin. Yeah. What is it? What does he need the map for? My here's my thought with it. Forward my mail. What? No. Here's my thought with it. Okay. So we know that Luke has used precognitive abilities before. I think he knew that somebody who was strong in the Force was going to be important in the future, so he wanted to leave a way for that person to find him. Mm-hmm. So he knew this stuff was going to play out, Not maybe not necessarily exactly how it would play out, but he knew something was going to play out, and he needed to leave a way for someone to find him, for that person to find him. But it didn't want to be involved. Up and Well, as far as we know, that's what everyone thinks, is that he didn't want to. But we have no idea. Yeah, I mean, th- those answers aren't there yet. <laughs> so why didn't he just put it in the lightsaber? Why hide it in an a microchip thumb drive thing. We don't know. Man, you mean you mean sense. in his lightsaber? He did. I don't think he knows his lightsaber was around. Right. Well, that yeah, because it's his blue lightsaber. And why? Why does his wife or whoever it is that he buried have such a crappy gravestone? What are you talking about? <laughs> At the end of the film, when he's standing there, there's a gravestone. Oh, okay. To his left. But do we know that that's oh. his wife? But whoever's it is, is he's the only guy like taking care of it. He can't plant a flower. It's where Vader's ashes used to be before Kylo Ren dug it up. Maybe. Oh yeah, he made a cat litter box out of it. <laughs> maybe it's the maybe it's the one of the graves of uh, the people that Kylo killed, the uh, Padawans that Kylo killed. It's it's a and mass it, grave. They're all in there. Right, right. <laughs> but it, well, and if it's the future, why is he living in a stone hut? Because that's the first Jedi temple. It's like the Yoda thing. Yeah, Ugh. it's the first Jedi Temple that he's at. Are these people like so? Like they sit around and whip themselves? Like, they're like the what is it? The Catholic thing where they? The, I don't think you like Star Wars. <laughs> I love Star Wars. I just wanted to make sense. It did make sense. It didn't make You're sense. No, I want to go so far that it made sense. I, I, I thought yeah, thank you. Very thank enjoyable. you, Robert. <laughs> I thought I it was very it. enjoyable. I, yeah. I think it makes it's a lot more sense. very enjoyable. It just doesn't make any sense. I think it's a lot makes a lot more sense than Shannon's making it <laughs> make sense. Well, we're just taking apart all the little things that don't right. quite add up. And I think that, like like I said initially, it's not a perfect movie. I don't think anybody. No, I don't think it's perfect necessarily that it is, or at least most people aren't claiming that it is. But I think it for all the expectations it had to live up to. I mean, <laughs> that's monumental. Yeah. And for how much Disney had writing on this thing, like they they did it. And yeah. I thought it was a fantastic introduction into a new jumping-off point for the franchise. Yeah, uh, I think they accomplished all of that, and it was entertaining. I think they've got plenty of movies moving forward to flesh all this crap oh, yeah. out. Now the one thing—they're going to do that. Now another thing I, I will say that I was very, very disappointed with was um, Captain Phasma. Because oh, hands down, they played her up so big before the movie. Everyone was dying to get her action figure. And then she was, and then they're like, she's the Boba Fett of the of the new trilogy. And I'm like, yeah, she's the Boba Fett, all right. She's barely in the damn movie. <laughs> well, not only that, is she gets cornered and then immediately gives away information. Yeah. And you're like, what? <laughs> and why not have her be the trooper that goes against Finn instead of having this random trooper? Oh, all sons is exactly. <laughs> exactly. I, I really wish, like. Well, I will say I I'm gonna shove that book down your throat no, next time I see. Seriously it. <laughs> though, like didn't they just post something where that's actually in the comic that came oh. out the same day as the film? Oh, I don't know. That explained well, who that guy was with the police baton. Yeah, well, I yeah, did. I, I, yeah. No, well, that's not his call sign. That's what people are calling him yeah. because he called Finn traitor. So that's oh, it. gotcha. Um, the 
uh, what the information for him was that uh, Finn was part of a small squad, a four man squad yeah. that were F in F in, in whatever. Numbers. <laughs> yeah, they were F in already. <laughs> they were F in a four man group or whatever. Yeah, it was oh, F in two one nine nine, F in two thousand, and F in two thousand three. Okay, so they so they were all together, and out of that group, Finn was the best. Like he had yeah. he had the highest scores, uh, top one percent of cadets that were coming into the this was like his first battle he was like in the top one percent so out of that four-man group there was one called uh slip <laughs> slip i almost said skids or something like that. <laughs> skid mark skid mark uh <laughs> he ended up being a skid mark but they like so you know he helped him along and they were kind of together and then of course he's the one that died and wiped the blood on his hand and that's what really threw finn off and then there was two other guys that were kind of jealous of finn and one of them <laughs> The, the one who recognizes Finn and calls him traitor is uh, is one of the guy that he fought against. And that, that that was now standard weapons for, you know, um, you, know you have a flamethrower yeah. stormtrooper. You have a stormtrooper that is trained in the... It's uh, like riot gear. In this baton. I know, but I don't understand that. You can, you can destroy stuff from space. What do you need a flamethrower for? Just to... Uh... Kill every. Yeah, if you have, if you have blasters, exactly. Why do you? What why do you, you need a flamethrower for? I just don't get that. Huh? That was a bit weird. It was a cool visual. That's yeah. Weird. I like the costume. I just didn't understand the the logic of it. I I wasn't looking for logic with it. I was like, cool fire. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so actually, here's something. Here's 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 a thing. Guys, we're nuts. Here's a here's a. I'm not sitting there picking the damn thing apart while I'm watching it. <laughs> oh God, I deal with this every issue. <laughs> so uh. here's a theory I have too, because Finn obviously breaks his training. Like he can't all of a sudden shoot and everything else. So this was my thought with that. And I could be completely wrong, but I just, I thought yes. it was a cool theory. So, He's never gone into battle before, as far as having right. having to shoot anyone or anything like that. Um, so my thought is obviously, uh, which I thought this is kind of interesting. In the prequels, we have the clone troopers. In the original trilogy, we they're all recruits. All the stormtroopers are recruited people. Um, and then you have in the new trilogy, they're all stolen as children, <laughs> right? And brainwashed and everything else. So my thought is. What if when he was little and was taken away, maybe he was like a small child, he watched his, as he's being kidnapped, he watched his parents be killed in front of him. By, by stormtroopers. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's what they needed at the beginning of the film for two reasons. One, it establishes why he betrays them. Why he's able to break it. Yeah. Why, why he breaks away from, from the Empire or whatever you want to call it now. Yeah. The second thing is, if you had had footage of him as a child and the stormtroopers and all that, and him, him being abandoned and taken away, <clears throat> it reflects what happened to Ray. Sure. Visually, like it's a visual connection between the right. two of them, so it establishes a, a, an emotional connection that they have that they don't even know about. Yeah. That they were both children. One was taken away, and one was abandoned. Well, and I think that it's it's also interesting. Speaking of psychological things, I think it's interesting, even like the whole hand holding thing where she's like, why do you keep taking my hand? I think it's be the reason why for both characters for Finn, the reason why he's taking her hand is because he's never had connections with people before. It wasn't allowed to build those relationships, you know, those, those connections. Um, cause he was a soldier. Um, whereas for Ray, she's never had to rely on anyone else other than herself. That's why she doesn't want him to hold her hand. 
So but think about it. You you could have had a visual where his hand is holding onto his parent, sure. and then the hand slips from it. And then you go to Ray, and it's the parent pushing her hand away. The only thing that's tough with that, and I, I agree what you're saying is put that at the beginning of the movie, but the time we see Ray be, having someone go away is during the vision. And obviously you wouldn't see Finn during her vision, but I agree with what you're saying, like showing it near the beginning of the movie. <clears throat> no, but you're, how, you're, how long? You're, set, you're setting up a mirror image. Oh, no, I yeah. agree. I agree. Yeah. yeah. And not and like Shannon's saying, not that either character has to know that backstory sure. about the other one. And for, we might, for the audience for the audience to get that symbolism. Right. That's my point. And we might still point. see some stuff like that because I don't know if you guys heard this from Kathleen Kennedy, but she said that everybody is coming back for the next movie. Yeah, and that goes so that's how I, are they going to have Harrison in it? Well, and the thing is, the thought is that there's going to be a flash flashbacks. Yeah. yeah. So, which I don't know how I feel about that, but I could see it being Luke telling Ray about what happened and they yeah. flash back to it. So, in that instance, could we see Finn as a smaller child and see what happened to him? That's possible. I don't know. Um, maybe we'll get. Well, uh, I'm not going to. I agree. Yeah, I'm, I think that there's so sales. there's so much open. Sure. They could do. I'm not going to. I honestly, I'm not going to think too much yeah. about it because then I'm going to yeah. go into the next movie hoping they do some things, and if yeah. they don't, then I'll be disappointed. Like I just, yeah. I'm just going to take it as it comes, and I'll, I'm sure I'll enjoy it as it comes. But the, you know, when I think about this possibility of running that at the beginning of the movie, is that interesting? You know what I mean? Like, is that Star Wars? Is Finn really the main character? Like, I, how much time do we want to devote to this Finn backstory? Right. Um, I think that we needed something, whether it was a glimpse, whether I, I don't know how long it would take. I'm just thinking production wise and movie runtime, you know, what's, yeah. you, you only have so much time. And is this so important that it's going to take from, from another scene in the movie, you know, I, I think uh, it adds a lot to the to explanation of why he does what he does, because the movie starts out basically with him betraying yeah. first order. Right. And I don't understand why he does. Yeah. They're they're making the assumption that we're going to jump on board with that and say, okay, yeah, he he doesn't want to hurt anybody. But why? Why does he not want to hurt anybody? It's not until like what thirty minutes into the film we find out why. And even well, then, it's just kind of why. like, oh, yeah, look, we do find yeah, out. but it's just kind of this like, oh, by the way, he didn't, you know, we took him and. Uh, well, that's I think. Like, why does it? Why does it like Coca Cola? You know, oh, well, he drank it when he was eight. Oh, okay. Why Why does that have to be done your way, Shannon? No, just I'm just saying it justifies <laughs> no, the know. character's motivation. I understand what you're saying. I do understand what you're saying. Well, I don't know. Do we have to justify that motivation if, you know, how, how many stormtroopers are there that are created and kind of conditioned mm-hmm. to do yeah, this? But, but they're not um, all and, the focus of the film. It's only this one guy that's the focus of the exactly. film. Exactly. So why spend so much time with the backstory? Because he's the focus of the film. No, I know he's not. I mean, he's a, he's a main... He, he is a one main of the character. protagonists, but... But, we, like you said, he does say why he split because he doesn't believe in like murdering innocent people. That should be a reason enough. But they don't why do you, why that do you need at more the beginning. You don't know why he's doing it at the beginning of the film. Yeah, That's you do. He looks at all these people dying, be. and you know whoever was right next. He's just like. It's like a shell shocked or whatever. So you know, just, but, that's, but that's not the impression I got. The impression I first got when I was watching it was that he was he was a plant. That he was actually a double agent in the, in the thing, and so that oh, was really? my question: It's like, is he is he working for the rebels? Is he going to help? Is oh, he going to okay. save that guy? 
What, why isn't he doing anything? Which well, that's I never, actually, I, yeah, that's interesting. I never even thought of that. That's actually one of the another crazy theory that's out there about Kylo Ren, but I found it interesting, even though I don't. I think it's a bunch of bullshit. That sounds uh, stupid. Is <laughs> is uh, Kylo Ren is actually working for the Resistance and had to trick Snoke into letting him in? And when Harrison Ford actually, when Han Solo says, "I'll do whatever," you know, he says, "I need your help," and and Han Solo says. Uh, whatever you need, it's really Kylo letting them know I need to convince Snoke that I am a hundred percent, and the only way I can do that is if I kill you. Is what, no, I don't buy that. I don't either. I don't, I don't buy that either. But I, I thought it was that. an interesting theory. I just I don't believe it at all. But I thought it was an interesting theory. Um, it, it goes against <clears throat> the Han Solo character. I agree. Yeah. But yeah. to your point, also Shannon, like we don't know these things about Finn, and to me, Finn is. Not the same character at all, but Finn is the same level that Han Solo was in the in the first A New Hope movie. Like Ray is Luke and Finn is I agree with Han. That. Well, how do we didn't really know what Han Solo's motivation was for coming back and saving Luke? Yeah, but he also didn't betray the Empire. But Luke had also helped save Han's ass when they were trying to escape the Death Star. They had already saved each other. Right, but he also... There was had, no reason for Finn to, to betray the Empire. He also had point. a bounty on his head that he had the money for to go pay now, and coming back to save Luke puts, keeps that bounty on that his head. Would, but that establishes that he's not the scoundrel that everybody thought he was, or that he's he shot supposed, first. supposed to be. <laughs> and again, that goes back to why Lucas, when he changed the film, changed the dynamic of the character. Yeah. You're talking about a character that's found... That that's resolution or whatever you want to call it. Like he's reverted. He's no longer the scoundrel that we've established at the beginning right. of the film. I agree. That money has now become not the most important thing. But you haven't established that this character is so torn apart emotionally that he's going to betray the only thing he's ever known as a life, which it, is what Finn does. It, yeah. And it's but it's also his first time in battle. Maybe it's just a PTSD. But they don't establish that. You don't know that until later in the film. So you've got yeah, a character they, doing they things do. and acting in a way that they is do not established, established it. until later in the film. But they still but you don't establish it. it until later in the film. Why that's do kind they of have like to if you've got if, first? Yeah, that's if what you I'm have a James to. here you go. Hang on. If <laughs> sure. you have a James Bond movie and he's standing there and he's trapped, his arms are behind his back and they're going to blow up whatever, and he suddenly pulls out a gadget that you have not seen in the entire length of the film, you've breaking every rule that you can for establishing what the character does, how they do it, and how they get there. So you have to establish that James Bond has whatever gadget that he's going to pull out of his asshole in the third quarter of the film to save the day. If you don't do that, then you're doing what is basically a deus ex machina. And you can't do that, whether it's a character's emotional state, what the character drives and motivates that character, or whether it's just a gadget that saves the day. I think those are two completely different things. I think you cannot... No, because you're talking about what drives the character. (laughs) It's basic storytelling. But we do get that. It's not like yeah. it was never addressed. But you don't get it when he does it. That's my point. Well, it makes you ask questions until he answers it. Until he it. answers it, right. He doesn't answer it, though. And you it's don't... only like a two-second scene in like a bridge scene with like Phasma, who you guys already hate anyway. <laughs> and some dude that's doing a god-awful Hitler impersonation. And they're talking about, well, why did this one kid, who everybody seems to know who he is and why he's a traitor, because they've had, like, Imperial Troopers, uh, you know, America's Most Wanted review going up across the Empire. Like, look for this guy. He's a traitor. Because everybody knows who he is. 
It's only for that two-second scene that explains what supposedly has driven this character through the entire movie. Well, okay, I'm kind of just playing devil's advocate. I, I don't disagree. I think that showing that visual of him being taken as a child and then it maybe that mirrored the scene when he comes off of the jump ship, that would make sense. That's what would break him. That would push him away from his duty. I think all that makes sense, and I don't think it would have taken that long to film or put in the movie. Sure. At the same time, I wasn't like ever uh, – I didn't mind the question, all right, who is this guy? What are his motivations? As right. we went along the movie, we found out along with the other characters. And I don't even think we found out all of his motivations yet. No, I don't think so. And I'm, and I'm okay with that too. And someone and Shannon's evidently doing plumbing or something. No, that's my radiator. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think I think a lot of those questions were things that I actually like the fact that I don't know those answers yet. I think I'm going to find out some of them, and some of them I won't find yeah. out. Um, I know one of the complaints too with Kylo, which I didn't think was a problem, was. Um, well, number one, I heard that uh, heard the complaint that Kylo Ren was whiny. I don't think he was whiny. I think he was not in control of his emotions. Oh, not any more or less whiny <clears throat> than other major Star Wars characters in the right. past. Like, but I don't even know. Like, there was only one scene I could think of where he was actually whining, and that was in front of Snoke, where he he you know had the helmet off. And well, but most I think of the part time, of it is kind uh, of the the physical <clears throat> tantrums he would throw sure. to made him see childlike. And that's what I'm saying. Well, I don't that and the same with Ray. Yeah. Because he kind of gets whiny with Ray, where she yeah. where she calls him out on being like, "Oh, you're afraid he won't be as good as Darth Vader," and he kind of gets all sheepish about it. Yeah, like, right. Oh no, you know my private secret. Right, but I don't see that as whiny. I guess I, I see it as not controlling his emotions. But whiny to me is like Anakin in the prequels, or Luke in the New Hope, like right. where you're actually like, "But I wanted to go to the Tashi station to pick up some power." Like I didn't hear him. <laughs> Sound like that, except for that one scene with Snoke. You know. Yeah. Well, I, th- I think the argument is, is if you're supposed to be a Vader character, you don't show any weakness. I guess the only <laughs> situation is like th- this is the first movie, and we're going to see an arc for him, yeah. so that by the third, hopefully, he's more of like a total bad A. But I think if he's gonna, his, if that's his character arc, it, that it needs to be. But I think it's pretty obvious he's going to be more machine now than man in the next movie because he's cut up quite a bit. Um, but well, can anyone tell me why he looked like Mike Nesmith from the Monkees? <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Nope. That's just the look they went for in Star Wars for this one. <laughs> I'm just saying. I, I mean, I I hadn't. I, I'm not familiar with Adam Driver as an, act, as an actor. I didn't watch the shows that he's been on, and uh, I so I didn't see a lot of uh, any of the the pictures of him when when he pulls the helmet off. I I was just like, that's a weird choice. Like, I think he, I'm sure he's a good actor. I don't know. I couldn't really tell from this movie that he was like, wow, what a great actor. Yeah. Like, he nailed it. You well, know what I mean? But well, what, at the same time, then when I look at him, I'm like, he looks a bit weird. Not a whole lot. <laughs> what was the show that he's been on? I don't know. Not a whole lot. Was it Girls? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've never what? seen that. I don't know. It's called I did Girls. some show called Girls. It's it's like critically acclaimed, but I don't I don't know anything about it. But they, um, I mean, I will say too, when it comes when you compare it to something like the prequels, where I thought the acting was really stiff, um, I thought the acting was far superior in this compared to those. I agree. It felt way more natural. Now that kind of brings me up too, like as far as tone, like acting and tone and the and the material they were given. What do you think about the amount of humor that was input? Because I think they they hit it really early on. Where Poe's like, yeah, 
So, are you supposed to talk, or am I supposed to talk? That was one of my favorite scenes, though, was when he says that. <laughs> because but by him saying that, right exactly, <laughs> exactly, by him saying that, you get, you really know a lot about this character quite, quite a bit. Yeah. Um, and so I thought that was really important. Some people are like, well, that totally threw me off for the whole movie. And I was like, oh, come on. Yeah. But I, I think the amount of humor I loved. Um, and some people said it was too much because like everybody had a quip, whereas before it was kind of like Luke, or I'm sorry, not Luke, but, uh, but Han and, and Chewie or towards the third movie, kind of Han and Luke's repertoire back and forth. Um, but mostly it was kind of Han was the guy with the little snarky yeah. comments or the yeah. funny little things to say here, there. And here it was like everybody, like everybody had something yeah. funny to say. Would I you- didn't really find it out of place. Yeah. To be honest, I know John had some issues with it. But even the scene where like Kylo like cuts up everything and then he's like, "Is that all?" <laughs> I thought, I thought he played it straight. Yeah, <clears throat> you know, it was just really kind of like he was almost literally just asking, "Is that all?" Right. And I thought it was played so deadpan that it was funny. Right. I agree. And so I enjoyed <laughs> it. And even the scene where like we were talking earlier, where he destroys everything and then the stormtroopers come around the corner and they're like, oh. <laughs> "I yeah. love that." <laughs> I thought that John was, because hated that's exactly that. what yeah. any of us would have done. We'd have been like, yeah. "Oh crap!" <laughs> no, but John hated that apparently. Why? Oh. Well, he said it earlier, and yeah. and I have to say, I don't. I thought it was amusing. Yeah. Because they don't play it for big laughs. It's just kind of they just kind of slowly yeah. start to back out. Yeah, it's just and there, they cut, and it's it's and very natural. It, <laughs> yeah, I, I think you can then um, you can. Well, what's the word? You can associate with those troopers. Oh yeah. Or yeah. You, you could empathize. With, I wouldn't want like, to be there when a the guy comes out of the room. No, right. You don't want to be the guy standing there waiting for him to show up. You'd be like, fuck that. Well, and the thing is, when it came to the humor, I thought there was a lot more humor than we've seen in past Star Wars movies, but I was okay with it uh, for the most part. And the thing I appreciated about it is that it it felt more, at least it felt like Star Wars humor, even though it was more characters than, like you said, Harrison Han Solo doing it all pretty much in the yeah. original trilogy. It still yeah. felt like humor you would see in Star Wars, where the prequels there was a lot of the dumb, you know, yeah. step I thought, in. I thought the humor was more natural. Yes, this time. Yeah. Oh gosh, yeah. The, the, the attempted humor in the prequels was just like fart jokes yeah. and, and weird like bumbling stuff that it was terrible. Yeah. Well, even like the subtle one, like when they're standing outside the door or whatever, and Han looks at you, he's like, "Oh, you're cold." Yeah, that was great. And, and I, I thought that was—I thought it was a subtle thing. It's like, okay, you have to make the assumption that because he's hairy, you know. And I love the and whole like—that's uh, not how the force works. Like yeah, that yeah. made me laugh, yeah. but it sounded natural for the moment. Yeah. Like, yeah. well, again, again, that's Han. He can get away with any of that. Yeah. Like, I think yeah. one—it definitely feels Star Wars, but I never had any issue with his one-liners or quips. Yeah. And not that I really took issue with the humor, but I think some people who do. Yeah. It's more about the other characters. And I understand, like, you could pick maybe Finn or Poe and have them be like the new Han. But the fact that both of them were just kind of throwing this stuff out there yeah. was was too much for some people. Yeah. And then on top of that, the, the whole, like, Stormtrooper bit and, the you know, a few of the other ones. Well, and I and kind of like a, just, I don't know if you want to say this a closing statement because we can certainly keep talking about it if you guys want to. But I said this on Facebook after I saw it the second time. And I said, you know what? You can, if you go to this movie and there's things you don't like about it, I get that. But if you cannot walk out of this movie and at least say, I liked it, you know, like I, I at least was entertained, then I don't know why you go to movies anymore. 
And I still stand by that statement. Like, regardless, you know, you know, Shannon and and John both said like they were kind of ambivalent. Obviously we've heard some of the issues that they had with it and everything else, but they both still said when they walked out of it, you know, they liked it. it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing. But to me, and like I said, I'll stand by it. And anyone that's out there that feels completely different about this, Hey, send your feedback in. But I still stand behind the fact that if you did not walk out of this movie and say, yeah, I liked it or yeah, I had a good time, then I honestly don't know what you're looking for in this type of movie. I don't know why you go to a movie like this if you can't at least walk out feeling that way. Like I said, I loved I, it, but I don't yeah, expect everyone to have loved it. So I think um, I haven't heard too many people... Uh, and now I'm not, I'm not like I've been searching for it online and there's yeah. always haters, but I don't oh, yeah. think I've heard too many people be like, this is the worst star Wars movie ever. No, I, don't, I, I don't, don't agree with that. I don't, I don't think, I don't think I've heard that either. So I think, yeah. you know, with what they were trying to accomplish, I think they accomplished that. Yeah. I think that, that with the goals they had and, and, uh, it's, it's set up the, the success of it has set it up so that they're going to have years and years of movies coming out to, you know, kind of expound on it, hopefully make the franchise better. I'm sure there'll be a few here's, things here's that are missed going forward. Do you guys really think that the next, the Rogue or whatever Rogue one. is coming out, do you think it's going to have that kind of impact? No. No, I don't think any of the filler movies will. I don't think they'll do quite as well because uh, people won't go back to see them like four or five times like this movie. Yeah. I don't think that uh, they will affect the larger saga. And so right. in that they'll be easier to kind of discard those. What about um, films that like the, the solo films? Like, Do you think those are going to pull in the audiences the like, same way? Like the Han Solo and the, the Boba Fett? Film? Yeah, yeah. I think they'll pull in like when Thor has his own movie and when Captain America has yeah, his own movie. And it's not going to do the Avengers money, but it's still money, yeah. well above like what is yeah. a typical, you know, kind of uh, released action adventure <clears throat> movie. It'll, it'll, It'll certainly well make its money back and be very successful and continue to build the franchise, but it's not going to be like the Avengers or like a regular Star Wars film. I really think part of the reason this film did so well and made the impact that it did is because it had the original cast back in it. Yeah, I agree. I I really doubt that the other other films, like the Solo film, the Rogue film, the Boba Fett film even – are going to do anywhere near as much business. I think they'll be successful. And yeah. I think they'll be money makers. Yeah. But I seriously doubt that they're going to have the pull that this one, because this agree. one pulled every generation. Sure. Yeah, for yeah. sure. But I also think that because this one did so well, the other ones are marketably going to be even better yeah. than uh, if this one was kind of so came out yeah. so so. Yeah. Yeah. And did you guys hear about the rumors of uh, Ian McGregor being? Yeah, talk to about Obi Wan trilogy and so. What do you guys think? Oh about my gosh, like I would love that. I, I would, would absolutely love that. Uh, I'm not going to hold my breath until I have. Oh, I'm not either, but I would love yeah. it too. It was the out of the prequels. That's the one big highlight for me was you McGregor playing Obi Wan. Yeah. I thought he did a great right. job. So, yeah, no, I think I think it was the best bit of the whole film. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. What, what I look forward to is if, if the solo movies being uh, obviously the same genre. But allowing them to have their own tone, yeah. you know what I mean. It's again not to, to harken everything back to the Marvel movies, but just in general, like you can watch uh, a Captain America and get like a spy thriller, yeah. and you can watch a Thor and get a, a mystical like fantasy type world. You can watch. 
Iron Man and it's all technology and 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 everything and it all they all have different vibes and it's something else when they come together. But I hope that like like Obi Wan on Tatooine is a very closed bottled type movie that yeah. it's all on planet and it's all him, whatever you know what I mean. That kind of thing would be so different from the rest of Star Wars, but still in the same universe. If it, it would feel like an expanded. Uh, universe novel almost yeah i'd love to see that and i think with the rogue one movie especially from the image we saw i think you're going to get a very militaristic type movie definitely Um, yeah and i'm looking forward to that because i've only read that in the comics and the books so far so so i'm looking forward to seeing something that's that's gritty and more troop based and stuff like that. Then so is it, 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 what time period is that one set in like i've heard vader's in that is that right? yeah that takes place right before a new hope Oh, really? oh, right so it's before not, it's not. Okay. It's not the Poe character. No. Oh, I thought the Poe character was supposed to be in that. Uh, yeah, the, I knew it was set during the original trilogy time. I just no, wasn't I sure if that. it was before or after. This is all about um, them getting the Death Star plans. Oh, okay. So, so is um, is Hayden Christensen going to be the? I heard there were some rumors <laughs> that he was going to be in no. the suit. Uh, I I don't think so. I would hope not. God help us. I would hope not. Um, I haven't heard that, but you know, I, I would. I'm thinking they're trying to stay as far as far away from those <laughs> as possible. Well, I don't know why you'd have any reason to show what he looks like under the helmet right. anyway. So it could it could literally be anybody with the James Earl Jones voiceover. Right. But yeah, I, I agree, Robert. I don't think they're going to be as successful, but I think they'll still be successful. I think they'll still make a lot of money. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I think that's an well, interesting comparison you, you, to the Avengers. Yeah. If you, yeah. if you think, think about that okay. aspect, then there will be original trilogy or at least original series uh, actors or characters in each of the solo films. Because if you have this one, Invaders in it, and you'll have yeah, uh, possibly Tarkin and a few other recognizable characters. Yeah, but I think and then I think if you have a if you have an Obi Wan solo one. film, if you have a Boba Fett solo film, it's like you're you are dealing with uh, you know characters that have been around. Yeah, but it's it's not the same actors. I think that's that's part of the problem. Well, and I also think you're also dealing with the fact that it was a perfect storm. Like people, a lot of people were upset with the prequels. The new, the original cast was coming back. It had been some time since the prequels came out. Like it was just a perfect storm where now you're waiting a year and in some cases half a year before the next movie comes out. Like Rogue One's coming out next December and May after that you're getting the next. Yeah, it will be interesting to see how. Uh, the, how how much how if the excitement holds up? Yeah, and for how long? Because I mean they've got these planned out for the next ten years. Yeah, the yeah. other thing I worry about is oversaturation. Yeah, yeah. Whereas I feel like, man, I can't have enough Star Wars. I'm sure there's a lot of fans. I know, but that's right. That's right now. In five years, are you going to say the same thing when you've got a movie every six months? I still get excited about every Marvel movie that comes out, and that's been going on oh. since yeah, since I, Iron I Man in 2003. Yeah. No, I don't. Oh, I yeah. do. It's worn me out. So characters like the Ant-Man movie mean not as much, but right. when like uh, seeing Thor and, and Iron Man and, and Captain America's still come out. Yeah, I get, I get to and Guardians of the Galaxy 2. I can't wait for that to come out. I'm looking forward to Doctor Strange. I'm looking forward to Black Panther. I'm looking forward yeah, to Doctor Strange, but that's more just because of uh, Bumper Bump Back a Bing Bang <laughs> or whatever. You know, Bumper I mean, bash. it's like, yeah, because it's like I liked him in Sherlock, so I like him as an actor. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm 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 upset. Well, I'm not upset, but it, Doctor Strange is my one, my son's one of his absolute favorite characters, which is really cool. But there's no way he's going to be able to see this movie because yeah. you can. Is it, it rated well, R? It's, 
No, I'm sure it's PG-13, but he's going to be evoking demons and all kinds of like crazy mystical stuff. That's mm. different than start like, softening them up now. I have a feeling it's going to, it's going to be way more like Harry Potter, kind of just like you think nondescript. So? Yeah, I think it's going to be nondescript magic well, force kind of. I think, like I said, all of these movies have different duels. tones, and and yeah. I would expect this one to be more uh, like horror genre. Yeah, I was going to say the director is a horror director. Yeah, but I don't see that Marvel. Uh, Disney Studios doing that. I just I, I can't see them doing that because it's going to cut into their sales. I don't know. We'll see. I think it's going to be much more in line with the TV movie. Could be. To be honest. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, Shannon, so like you're saying, you're getting kind of burnt out with the Marvel movies. So, yeah. like, are you not excited at all about like the Captain America Civil War movie? Or no, I can't say that I am. Did you like wow. uh, Winter Soldier? Or it was alright. Okay. Really? Wow. <laughs> That's crazy. Okay. It, it's one of those things that I, you know, I enjoyed the first one a lot, but I think part of it was because it was set in World War II. Yeah. Because yeah. that's, I mean, I'm one of those guys that kind of puts him in that. that yeah, thing. see, Winter that's Soldier for me is my favorite Marvel it. movie, so. And I, I really didn't like the Thor movies. Yeah, the Thor ones, the second one was better than the first one, but they're not very high on my list. Yeah. So. And see, like, and I, I like the first Iron Man film, but it was kind of like the next one was a step down. The next one was a step down. I agree with that. Yeah, I agree too. Yeah. But I enjoyed the first Avengers film. Yeah, <clears throat> I thought the Captain America movies so far have gotten better, which is why I'm really excited for Civil War. I, I think it's just my my preference for World War Two. Could be Cap stuff. Yeah, I, could I see think that. that's I think that's more on me than anything. Sure. Well, and I really dig spy genre movies too, and yeah. I thought that the yeah. second Captain America was—I mean, with Robert Redford in it and yeah. with the, just the the storytelling—I really enjoyed that one too. Yeah, I think part of it too was just having read the the comic stuff of it. Yeah, I was right. so attached to that. Yeah, so it's like it, it goes—it's kind of like the Star Wars thing. Like, no matter what you do, I'm not going to be happy. <laughs> Good to know. And there, and you're not alone in that. There's a lot of people like that. So. Yeah. Well, and I've I've watched a lot of those recently, just various commentaries as I've been working and having the movies on. And oh man, I absolutely love Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh yeah. Like, when it when it came out, there hadn't been a good Star Wars movie. There hadn't been a really action packed sci fi movie in a long time. Right. I love the color in it. Yep. It had a very unique voice. That one I just absolutely loved. And then I watched the second uh, Captain America just this last week. And yeah. And again, I just um, I don't know, man. It I, it blows me away that they've <clears> been. So on point, I think, in, in general. I'm sure you can nitpick certain things, but... Sure. I mean, it's been... It's it's just been such a phenomenon. One of the I things love I love with the uh, second Captain America movie is that some of it was filmed here in Cleveland, so I actually see... <laughs> like, when he's on the escalator and he has her kiss... Uh, Black Widow has him kiss her and everything else. Uh-huh. That's in Tower City in downtown Cleveland. Like, so that whole scene, I know, and I walk, I've walked through that whole area many times. That's and pretty cool. And I'm like, this is cool. This is where Captain America was. That's like when <laughs> Batman was filmed up in Chicago. Yeah. I've been up there so much that just yeah. recognize a lot of that. So, but I'm, Robert, I'm just like you when it comes to the Star Wars movies. Like, and it's because, and maybe even more so, I don't know, but like to me, because it's such a huge, important thing in my life, like, you could tell me you're making three Star Wars movies every year, and I'm going to be excited about every single one of them. They might not all be great, and I'll certainly say if yeah. they're not. But I'm going to be—I will be excited every time I hear a new. I, I think it, I think it will be. You could compare it very much to the the Marvel franchise yeah. that's been going on for the last ten years. Yeah. I think that in ten years, after we have anywhere from six to ten Star Wars movies out there, 
I think it'll be very similar. We'll have yeah, our top top three or four favorites. We'll have ones well, that we don't care for. I hope they can keep it up because I think one of the problems they're going to have is they're they're trying to establish characters that people aren't familiar with. But we're not familiar with. But we're going to be to John's point earlier. These movies aren't made for us. They're made for the next. No, generation. but I'm saying what I'm saying is that you've got when like the comparison with the Marvel thing. I think is really accurate because you're talking about you know, sub-characters. But the right. thing that Marvel has going for them is people have at least heard of Doctor Strange and Ant-Man. Well, I don't okay. think I don't, Rogue One I don't, is... I don't, I don't think... Uh, I don't well, know if they okay, have. No, no what, what people trust in is the Marvel brand. When they see the Marvel logo, they'll go watch that movie because they've proven it. And I, I think what you have to bank on is the Star... This is Star Wars, so yep. we'll go see it. Do you know what I mean? And And... I think in general, it's good that they have the tentpole movies that have the characters we know and have been recently introduced. But I think they could put in all these movies, and people will still go to see them and be introduced to new characters. And, yep. and now, again, like we said, they're not going to do the same numbers, but they'll certainly be incredibly successful. Yeah. We'll see. <laughs> we should put it. We should put a bet on this, right. and we have we got to determine. Parameters. I'm not saying they won't be successful. I'm just, I'm saying that you're up against a bigger hill than I think that they know that they're up against. I don't know. It's it's hard to. How many? I wonder how many. They don't know. I don't know. You had three terrible prequel movies, and they still came out, and people still watched them, and they yeah. Were but you also successful. had a toy line, and you had four or five cartoons that were filling the gap in the meantime. I don't know. Well, now instead of that, we have movies. We still have the cartoon, the Rebel cartoon movies, and that's what I'm talking about. But that's what I'm talking about. I I, I kind of side with Robert on this. I think that the Star Wars name, as long as you at least these first few movies, if they're really strong and really good, the Star Wars name will carry weight. Yeah, if you build I, that I, trust, I understand that. But you can also look at that and say the same thing with Star Trek. And the Star Trek brand, after a while, burned people out. Because it got to the point where there was always a new TV show, and then he had multiple TV shows. But they, well, it did. It, but well, they weren't making burned, good it, ones. It, it, <laughs> oh no, no, Ryan, you don't even oh. need to be part of this conversation. So, if Star Trek burned people out, it was like after what, like uh, fifteen straight years of a show coming out every week. Yeah, and, and Disney's already got year, how many years planned out for the films? Time. But how many years has Disney got planned out for the films? Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. And if you I'm, think, I'm and if you think that Disney's not going to do a TV presence with this property as well, you're kidding yourself because they're going to do that. Oh yeah, they will. Disney is going to oversaturate this market, and I'm not saying that it's not going to be successful. I'm just saying, as a fan, well, it's going to get to the point where nothing is as exciting as this first film. I'll agree with that, but I'm still going to be very excited when I hear Disney's doing a Star Wars TV show. Disney's doing. Uh, uh, Obi Wan Kenobi movie, Disney's doing uh, the Boba Fett movie. Like I'm still getting excited for those things. Yes, it won't be the level of excitement as this movie was, but again, I feel like this was a perfect storm for this movie. Yeah. So at, Kathleen, and this was uh, something I told some friends uh, one time, I, and I <laughs> I still hold true to this. It was Kathleen Kennedy came out and said, "You will never live long enough to see the last Star Wars movie." And, and it's because they're plan- they have long-term plans for this franchise, and I think they're going to try to do it as smartly as possible. Will they slow down doing movies like every year? Yeah, I think they'll slow down. Um, 
But to me, the the joke I made about that is, well, if there was ever a reason to believe in reincarnation, that is it for me, is that I will I will see every Star Wars movie because I'll come back to see the other Star Wars movies. <laughs> <laughs> I just, you know what the thing is, is I know it comes off like I'm, I'm so anti whatever. I'm not. I think the the thing is, is that <laughs> for me, because when I saw the film, the first film in the in the theaters when I was seven, it changed my life. That was the reason I decided sure. to go into what I'm doing now. So I'm, you know, everybody else is like, oh, you don't love it. No, I love it as much as anybody else. But I think that's one of the reasons I'm so protective of it. Yeah. Well, Which I, is one of the reasons that I didn't see the second film and I didn't see the third film is because George screwed me so hard on the first one. Well, and and I think that that you end up on both sides of it, and and yeah. I understand it. You end up with because obviously it changed my life too. I wouldn't be doing this freaking podcast if I if, yeah. if Star Wars didn't impact me like it did. So I think you get people that are both sides of the fence. One that are to your point, and I thought that was a real. I think it's a really good word that you use there. There's people that feel very protected of it, protective of it, because yeah. they they're like, you know what, this stuff really changed my life. And to me, yeah, yeah, you can pick apart, but so I hate using this word, but to me, these were perfect movies that I grew up with, and so I'm very protective of them. And and probably nothing's going to come close to those. But then you have people on my side of it where it's like. Those change, movies changed my life, and anything else that comes out that's Star Wars, I'm at least going to give it its fair due. And I gave the prequels their fair due, and I think there's some awesome moments, even though I think the big things about the prequels are horrible. Um, the, the, there's little things in the prequels that I absolutely love, and I can still watch those movies. But this movie, for me, it was like, okay, I felt like I was getting back to form. And, and again, that's why it's number three in my life. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, I mean, it's not, obviously I don't hate it, or I wouldn't put it that high. Oh yeah, I totally get that. Yeah. And and um, well, and I think another thing to consider, and we've mentioned it a little bit before, but um, part of my excitement about this too is because I was seeing it through my son's eyes. Sure. Yeah. Because he's at that exact age between the eight and twelve year old boy who sees this and is introduced to this whole universe, this yep. whole world. It's just, he was blown away. He is everything Star Wars now. I mean, yeah. and he could care less about Star Wars probably three months ago. Yeah. And it's been like, uh, he, <laughs> I meant to tell the story a while back before all my internet was cutting out, but the, um, he was homesick one day from, from school and I was like, all right, Star Wars marathon. He's like, what? <laughs> and so I like purpose. I was like the next morning, I'm like, I don't know if you're feeling good enough to go back and we've got uh, two more movies to watch. Like I don't. And so like, he's like, <laughs> yeah, I think I'm staying home. I'm like, all right. So then like he was home Thursday and Friday and we watched, um, the original, original movies. And then we watched like two hour and 45 minute fan edit of the prequels. Um, nice. We took the three movies and cut all the crap out. And it was, I think it's called Star Wars. And if you want to look for it. You're cutting out a little bit again. <laughs> so it was, um, it was pretty good. It was pretty good for cobbling together those three movies. And so he, he came out of that, out of a long weekend of watching basically the six movies being like, oh, I get why people did this. This is pretty cool. And that was all two weeks before this movie came out. Yeah, nice. And so then he was just, it was perfect timing. I mean, he is all about it. So when you think about it, uh, I don't know that it will, I don't know how much it will die because in 20 years, 
these guys would be our age. Yeah. And, yeah. Or at least my age. And <laughs> you bastard. And then, and they'll be, you know, they'll be in the exact same position mine, where we're just craving more. But the big difference is the next 20 years will be filled with Wars movies, whereas yeah. the last 20 years weren't. But, yeah. What Robert's saying is that. Well, I know in 20 years, I'm going to be pretending I have cancer so I can see the next one before I die. <laughs> <laughs> 20 years from now. Robert's son is going to take over the Star Joe's podcast, and we and he'll cut out just as much as Robert cut out. <laughs> he still won't have internet access. Not improve yet. <laughs> no. What'll, ha- what'll happen is he'll have a special app that acts like the signals right. coming out, just so. It's, yeah. <laughs> right. Like that VHS one. Uh huh. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, but yeah, I I totally agree with you, Robert. I think you know it is setting things up for those future generations and everything else. I think it's going to be a very exciting ride. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to to being on the ride. Um, and I'll and just to throw out a couple of things too, as far as some people that um that told me they saw the movie. For <laughs> this shouldn't shock you, but like 99% of the people that I have become friends with uh, over the years and I'm connected with on Facebook. Anytime they see something Star Wars, they think of me. I'm the Star Wars guy that they know. So, yeah. um, so they always reach out to me, especially with this new movie being out. And I had one coworker at work who she told she sent me an instant message on uh, through our messenger thing at work, and she says, "I I wanted to tell you I've never seen a Star Wars movie ever, but I went and saw this one, and I thought it was absolutely amazing, and I loved it." My and then I talked. The other one I wanted to give as an example was, I talked to my parents, and they went and saw the movie. My dad now has had seen, he never saw the prequels, but he saw the original trilogy with me. He took me to go see them, so he he loved it. But my mom, who even as big of a fan as I am, has never seen any of the Star Wars movies like all the way through. I'm sure she's seen bits and pieces, but she's never watched any of the Star Wars wow, movies. Yeah, and. She told me that she saw it with my dad, this new movie, and she thought it was really great. And my mom is not a science fiction pr- person. She is not into this type of stuff at all. And for, so for her to say that she liked it, it definitely had that mass audience appeal that I, I'm sure is what Disney was going for. Yeah. No, I think it, I think, I mean, that's exactly right there in what you said, the mass audience appeal. I think that. There, there's a kind of a proven method of creating a big blockbuster movie that will appeal to the most amount of people. I mean, it's hitting all the buttons. There's, you know, a bit of like a, a, a introduction of some romance and cute. Exactly. That's exactly how I feel about it. Yeah. <laughs> You're cutting out again, Robert. <laughs> uh, I completely uh, agree with everything you just said. Screw, screw the internet. Screw it. <laughs> Oh, yeah? All right. So, oh, yeah? Well, take that. <laughs> All right. So uh, probably a good time for us to, to close this one up. Um, so <laughs> let's go ahead and give our information. I, I hope everyone's happy with our, us finally reviewing the movie and at least talking about stuff. Um, Screw that. I quit. <laughs> <laughs> well, That's my line. <laughs> right. I'll just, I'll just uh, well, make sure that if you quit that you read the book. So, <laughs> so, um, so, uh, Shannon, well, Robert, why don't you try to give your information out? 
it, slowly. So you can find Robert's work at Robert Atkins Art on Facebook. You can also find it, is it robertatkinsart.com? Just, I'm going to use Shannon's tag. Just nod. I'm just, just nod. I'm going to use Shannon's Google that shit. <laughs> That's what I was just going to say. I was going to say, I'm going to just Google it. I'm going to follow Shannon's uh, from the one episode and just say, just, just Google Robert Atkins Art. <laughs> just go with that. So. Thanks for playing. Shannon, how can they find you? <laughs> you can, uh, Shannon, SL, dot com, it, Twitter, Dan, SL, Gallant, it, fuck it. <laughs> All right, so you can find us at uh, starjoes.com. You can find I, us at on uh, Facebook, there's a group page. I'm, I'm sorry, I, I can, I can, I can completely understand you. I'm sorry, I can't. <laughs> you can find. Uh, we have a group page and a fan page. The fan page is for news updates about stuff related to Star Joe's, as well as updates about the podcast itself. Uh, the group page is for just a community to come together and talk about geeky stuff. Um, you can so if you request to. Join the group page. I will approve it, and then you can have fun with everyone on on the group page. Um, yeah, it's that kind of group. Um, you can list, uh, send us an email at starjoespodcast at gmail .com. You can follow us on Twitter. It's at starjoespodcast. You can uh, listen Halfway to us here, Robert. <laughs> you can. Uh, List, uh, find our podcast on uh, the Stitcher radio app. It's a free app for your mobile devices, and you can make Star Joe's one of your favorites on there. You can. We also have a Podbean uh, app out there, and you can find Star Joe's on there and download episodes. Uh, you can find, <clears throat> find us on iTunes, and please leave us a review on there, uh, and uh, we'll read them on the air. You can also call and leave us a voicemail. It's 440-941-JOES, 440-941-J-O-E-S. Like I said, I know we do have a couple voicemails related to seeing The Force Awakens. Uh, I will play them in a, <clears throat> not in the next episode, but most likely the episode after that. So um, the next episode, we're going to we do a, a previews episode, and uh, we talk about some upcoming things for 2016 for the podcast. So definitely stay tuned for that. And then I think after that, we are going to do a uh, animated episode. So look forward to that as well. Um, <clears throat> I think that is everything. Do you guys have anything else you wanted to throw out there? It, it's a, it, <laughs> ah, screw you. <laughs> that I heard really clear again. <laughs> it's like Robert's got Tourette syndrome. Every time Robert says something like that, it comes out perfectly clear. Yep. <laughs> All right, no, I don't have anything else to add. All right, so we're going to try this, Robert, okay? We're going to try the All closing. Right. All right, so with that, we'll go ahead and say the Force will be with you. Wait, what do I say again? <laughs> and also with you. <laughs> because And also with you? <laughs> because knowing us is half the battle. Take care. Oh, it's been too long. <laughs>